0: I'll be the last one standing, two hands in the air, I'm a champion, you'll be looking up at me when it's over, I live for the battle, I'm a soldier, yeah, I'm a fighter like Rocky, put your flag on your back like Ali. yeah, I'm the greatest, I'm stronger, Bet my dues, can
1: Hello and welcome back to Super Coach Insider. My name is Ben, and I'm Chris. And how am I more excited than you, Chris? Uh, I don't think you are, mate.
0: I'm pretty excited. I know. <laughs> I had to open the door to your smiling face that I did not like. The, the ego is flattered. Let's say that. Let's let's put it that way. <laughs> Jeez. I, I did have a great weekend down in Melbourne. I spent uh, three days down there, culminating at the G on uh, on Monday for the Queen's birthday clash in a game I thought we were going to get absolutely rolled in.
1: Well, mate, I so, think it's a little bit ironic that you're wearing um, so much blue clothing, yet um, I don't think you're blue at all, mate, because I reckon you sawed yourself after that <laughs> performance.
0: I did. That no, was great. And um, The cream on the top. It was funny because, like, the area that I was sitting in was predominantly uh, pie supporters, and just to the left was a massive, massive bank of Melbourne supporters. Oh, man, we gave it to each other. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) It was really fun. I had an awesome time at the G. Um, I'll get into that in the round review, though. I don't want to spend all podcasts talking about it, although I could. If you gave me a chance. I'm sure you could. No, I will not give you a chance. (laughs) You get one take at this,
1: Chris. Just one chance. Just one chance. Okay. Well, before we start, Chris, I do have a little bit of a a, a caution. Oh, yeah? Uh, Okay. I'm a little bit worried about my friend, uh, Fagan. Ah, and and the reason I'm worried, Chris, is that man has got to stop spending his off-season in Adelaide. (laughs) Yep. Because (laughs) what have they done over there, mate? Because he's done his hammy. (laughs) Stop spending your off-season over in Adelaide. One of the funniest
0: things, I actually lost it live when it happened because, like, you could clearly tell straight away was pulling up, and then um, then they asked him about it live. He's like, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've done my habit. Yeah, pretty hey. sure I've just
1: ripped it off the yeah. bone. <laughs> yeah. and then you just came back this afternoon. It was so good on the um, the Lions website because I have their you posted up something, and they're like, "And as as usual, we'll keep you up to date with the player injuries as to how Fagan's going." <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, so yeah, he needs surgery. I um, think, um,
0: they did a press conference this afternoon and Harris Andrews actually fielded questions about the coach's injury, which is <laughs> just like complete role reversal. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's so really yeah, funny. And they asked the about
1: him, on. I think it was SEN They're like, Oh, so does that mean you'll have to take the week off mate or whatever? You would, you get up for the game. He's like, uh, we're not playing this weekend. <laughs> He's like, but I'll probably be sitting on the bench with the boys by the looks of it. So yeah. uh, I won't be going up those stairs. Yes. Uh, anyway, well uh, Chris, how did you go? It was absolute anarchy since LR's oh, podcast. Yeah. All the news came out. Dustin Martin was an out as well. Uh, Lair didn't play. Fife was suspended, obviously. Yep. Absolute anarchy, Chris.
0: It was anarchy, and I didn't fare too badly. I'm sure there's guys out there that had a much worse weekend than me, but um, I think in this weekend, like, the captain's choice and score... Uh, probably meant more this week than it did in any other yeah, week. So and we both got it so horribly we wrong. We both got it wrong, and I think a lot of people got it wrong. I, I went the safe option with the with the Gorn captaincy because I had a, a VC on a Luke Parker. They got they went all right. he Went a one thirteen um, after a ridiculous great yeah, first, first half, half.
1: Like most of them had really slow down. Half. So.
0: Um, Even I though JPK I'd, started off with a 75 and then ended up with, like, yeah. what, what,
1: 120 or 118, well,
0: I so... I, again, we'll go through that in the round review, but, I mean, I think anyone could have got a 75 against that St. Kilda oh, team. Oh, in, in
1: the first half, yeah, for oh, um, sure. Jesus. Um, yeah, and abs- I completely understand. I'm so happy that Murphy got named in the end. Uh, but, yeah, we, the Gorn thing, we spoke about it. Uh, I went Dangerfield as my VC, hoping yep. he was going to tear up, but he didn't again, and... Um, yeah, so then I was like, "Do who do I put in as my captain? So it was like either Oliver, Trelaw or Gorn. Yep. And then you did say most people would probably have Gorn. And I was like, well, Oliver might go okay, but yeah. probably should have gone him in the end. Oh, at well. the end
0: of the day, I don't think it hurt me too much um, because most people went Gorn. I'd yep. say that. Um, so therefore, you, you're not really getting hurt, but you're not winning. So for me, um, I didn't score overly well. I got fifteen fifty four for the week. Um, and I had 19 on field, so um, I just had some really bad scores. Um, I did trade in Heron and who got a 40. Great, thank you very much for nothing. Um, Lachlan Murphy got a 42, and that was a lucky 42 after yep. um, a really good last quarter. Yeah, he was starting um, on horrible. Yeah, um, I got a lot, I got three or four 40s and 50s from like, yeah, Ed Phillips with a 57 that were again a lucky 57. Um, so I did get a lot of rookie scores, and I was playing. Um, I think 11 rookies on field so I only had 8 premiums this week to choose from um, but I still thought that I might have gone alright and hoped that we could spike some decent uh, rookie scores and, and unfortunately I think Fritch was really and Dodie again were the only real decent rookie scores I had who's Dodie? Um, oh yeah the, <laughs> one that, the one that you traded yeah, out yeah the, remember, guy, the guy the guy I got rid of
1: yeah um, that guy
0: And then the day I still went up though so um, the best news ever is that I went up 75 places and I'm now in the top 1000 so, yes, high five for that one. Congratulations. Uh, not, not much, but that, that 75 uh, puts me at 949. So, uh, you know, it's just amazing. If I got a decent captain score and hit a 1700 or similar, you know, how much more that would have uh, impacted my overall rank of- I might have gone up, um, maybe even top five hundred.
1: I'm with you, so. and well, that fifty points could easily have jumped another fifty places. You know, yeah. so it's one of those funny things. Um, so my team, um, I scored sixteen fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, lucky to have Murphy on my side. Only had eighteen players playing, and I had to make three trades to make that happen. Um, yeah. <laughs> simply because I thought this could be a good opportunity to a to make some to make some money. Uh, So I brought in Ahern early. Um, I brought in Austin more because he was going to play. So I have to take that risk. Hopefully he gets a couple of games. And if not, then that's just how it is. Yep. Um... And I brought in Trelaw. I did something really naughty, Chris.
0: What did you do, mate? Tell me, tell me all about it.
1: Ah, uh, hashtag blessed. I traded out Coniglio. Oh, you, oh. Re- you, you, <laughs> not.
0: you really for Trelaw. I really hope that he hashtag blesses all over your face for the rest of the season.
1: I know. So does that mean I have to give rid a heater now? Like, am I the, the traitor? Um,
0: do did I just do it? And I will, I will fly the hashtag
1: blessed flag. Did I just stab Coniglio in the metaphorical you- back?
0: Like, is that? Well, maybe, or or maybe he. He just shits on your face and you know comes out and averages 115 for the rest oh, of the year. Please don't say shits on
1: my face and then say comes out
0: <laughs> straight after, please, Chris. With um, um you know, like uh, some some scary statistics on what he's averaging with uh Josh Kelly in the side. Oh, no, I do know that, okay. except
1: th- this is my reasoning. Uh, he missed a game, so he's gonna miss two games in the buy rounds, which mm-hmm. isn't ideal. So I'm like, okay, well, if Trelaw, even even if Trelaw scores 100, which he did, he got like a 105 or a 107, I think it was 105. Um, so, for the rest of the year, there's only like 10 games left, right? So, even if Treloar keeps his average of 110, Caniglia would have to average 120 just in order to make it a bad trade. So, well, that's yeah, why. I, yeah, 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 and I was going to have a guy less on field. So, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to upgrade where the troll which I'm happy with because I was looking at trying to get Treloar in anyway at some point. Um, yeah, yeah, So for me, looking it at a zero out, on field. I was looking at a zero. Yeah, so that for me, makes sense. So, for me, it And you was, had the
0: trade. Uh,
1: yeah, well, kind of, but um, <laughs> we'll you
0: know, see it's, how it's, that bites well, you later. Well, it's in the a season. risky
1: game, so I wanted to move up the rankings. So I didn't yeah. want to just sit on him. So, in the end, I moved up 1,542 places. Nice work. I am sitting at
0: 3,895. Oh, salad. I yep. like it. Well yep. done. Well done, my friend. Ranking
1: you. So, yeah, moving up in the world. We're both um, going to be
0: top 5K this year for sure. Well, no, hopefully. hopefully. If I Fingers crossed. Don't run out of trades. Knock on wood. Um, yeah, look, look. I think that's pretty good. I think that's what we can uh, we can hope for at the moment. I think in terms of overall points, they are only really like 300 behind me. So, you know, one good week where you just have a blunder and, you know, Trelaw goes ham and, and Caniglio doesn't. Or- well,
1: trelaw has been very consistent. So I do like Coniglio, don't get me yeah. wrong. Coniglio, if you're listening, mate, I haven't dogged you. It's just that you got knocked out and, you know, you didn't play a game. So, you know, let's face it. I mean, if, you know, my missus um, breaks her lady parts, I might just have to move on. Yeah. <laughs> no hard feelings, right, Chris?
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: um, hate you. Yep. So um, that's both of our weeks. Uh, been for yep. the week, Chris.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we had uh we we, we went with um a, a duo this week. It is a duo because
1: um, um we had uh Liam Clark send us a message. It must have been. I reckon th- it was
0: half an hour in between. It yep. wasn't very. And then long after
1: that, Jack uh, Woolley actually came and posted it online. I actually thought. It was uh, Liam posting it online, like as in you haven't responded well enough, so I'm yeah. gonna
0: post it to your page. I was like, uh, I out- saw that too, and I was like, I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I've just, I've just got life. It Turns out missed- it was two
1: different guys. Uh, yeah. Must have been a photo shared somewhere when uh, Fife got out suspended. Um, then it was like this guy running to the running, 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 running five seat out, trying to get to his computer real quickly and put money on billings at like five hundred to one on for the brown love odds. <laughs> which was quite good, we thought. And so. this was
0: before he dropped fifty four disposals over the weekend I and know. three goals. His, so. his
1: odds would have shortened for sure, Chris. <laughs> Even if he got three votes for like the last like ten rounds, it's not happening.
0: Uh well it, yeah, it would. It would. I think but- um I think Chris Judd won on uh thirty votes. So yeah, it's possible. It's
1: possible. It's but not there's no no way Stop. It's well, not actually S- physically possible. St. Kilda would have to win all of those 10 games yeah, in order to happen. get three votes. It's not, <laughs> not going to happen. And um, yeah, But uh, well, let's go into the actual leagues. Uh, it's very interesting, Chris. Tell us how it is. Well, we have a little Sneaky Rise here. Oh, um, I like it. Sneaky Rise is our podcast. Um, Podcast League Has actually gone up To 122 Oh very nice uh, And our bonus league Has pushed down A little to 90 So I think the po- We've we nearly got Three teams In the top 100 Which I think Is really good uh, Insider 3 Is now ranked 55 Yep uh, So they're holding solid And the sausage rolls Mate Seriously Sneaky between the cheeky The sausage rolls Are coming through <laughs> With the goods Ranked 1170 <laughs> Considering that we were Like a thousand places
0: back Come on The sausage rolls Oh yeah yeah Well um I think the, our league, the SCI Chris League, is at 367. So, oh. pushed up slightly, but, uh, you know, yeah, we didn't have to come back from, from over 2,000, so...
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, mate, I, was get, I was getting so
0: excited, I nearly sourced myself. Oh, good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough. Um, now, moving on, uh, we'll just go straight into the Bubble Boys, guys. Now, because of, we're going to have a slightly different format today, just because of the shortened um, rounds, um, and there's not much content, so... We will be go- also going through, instead of going in trade-in targets, we're going to uh, review the top 10 that we went through at the start of the year. Um, and then we're going to compare that with the current top 10 and where we see um, it shaping up towards the end of the year. Um, so hopefully so that you guys can trade in your last valuable targets and the ones that you should be looking at uh, moving forward from here on out. Um, so, bubble boys first. There's actually quite a lot. None of them are really good. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's the issue. Seriously, um, it's
1: like having to take your retarded sister to prom. It's just. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's the right thing to do. Yeah, but it doesn't mean it's great. <laughs> no, no. Like, exactly. Just because they're there, it's like it's like a uh, you know a thirty pound overweight lady at the nightclub when it's three a.m. in the morning. The taxi ranks get low. Well, you
0: know, the, the taxi ranks get low. Real mate. low. When you're getting desperate, you know, (laughs) beggars can't be choosers. That's right. That's right. And if you strike out, you know, you can always just play that game I love called wasn't my worst. (laughs) Wasn't
1: my worst.
0: (laughs) It's a good game. You should try it yourselves at home if you're wanting the rule book. Oh. Let me ask P.O. P- P- Mussel and I'll show all Jeez, man, that,
1: that's horrible. That's like trying to throw some flour on it to find the wet spot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> What am I, a baker? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true. Make, they call him Baker Ben. <laughs> oh. All right, now off the gutter talk and into the Bower boys, guys. <laughs> Sorry yes, I do about like that. Some sourdough. <laughs> <laughs> Who oh Aww. my gosh! Um, so the first one that, and we just want to highlight this purely because he would be a good trade-in target. Um, doesn't make you much cash, but if you're looking for someone to actually play games in your forward line for the rest of the year, it looks like Liam Ryan might be coming back this week um, or next week at the latest. Yeah, you can um, pretty much sideways trade Smith. Yeah, well, like legitimately. And he'll play games. I think you actually have to upgrade him. (laughs) Yeah, probably. So if you've got bulk trades and you're looking for someone to get in your forward line that's going to probably literally make another 50, 60K first week, Um, Liam Ryan's that guy. Me, personally, I'm looking at him if only – the only reason is I want him to play as an F7. So if he spikes 100 like he has done before, kicks a few goals and gets a couple of snags, then you can loophole him on field. Um, I'm not looking for him to make cash because I don't need to. But if you're still uh, quite a bit behind in your upgrades and you're playing for a league win, then he might be someone that you could look at if you've got quite a lot of trades. Yeah,
1: so. or you're a bit slow to the party and you do need someone to make some more cash.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. And considering that these, the, the 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 way that every other rookie at the moment is scoring, um, they're not going to be making quick cash. So if you're looking to make quick cash, you're going to need to go a different route, I think. So... Um, and none of the guys, like, you know, you've, everyone's got Spargo, everyone's got Phillips, everyone's got Smith, uh, everyone, most, a lot of people have Murphy or, you know, these types that they've just been stagnant for so long that you need some sort of generation at the moment, so.
1: Yeah, and let's not be fooled, West Coast do have a few hard games sort of coming up. They do. Um, you know, so I think it's a tough one, like, even though he might be a really good option, but... You know, first game back, is he going to find that form straight away or is he going to have a few small games before he goes big? Yeah. You, know, you just don't know what's going to happen. And that's, I mean, that's
0: my big concern anyway. Yeah. I mean, they haven't even played the you know, the premiership contenders in Collingwood yet. So. I thought you meant Adelaide.
1: <laughs> are, they, are they premiership <laughs>
0: contenders still, Chris? Adelaide won't make the top eight, mate. Yeah. I they know. will not even make the top. If you look well, at Adelaide's I had a draw, no way. I think no Colling- way.
1: Collingwood's on like eight wins or something, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And they've I think they've got three really easy games coming up. I'll so they could be on eleven. They could be on 11 wins they're, they're, very uh, soon.
0: I, I called this game as a, if they win that game, they pretty much make finals because they've got five games against the bottom five. So they play um, Gold Coast still. Carlton again is next week, I think. Um, Essendon, uh, Frio at home. Um, even like their hard game. So West Coast is at home at the G. Yeah, of course, um, Collingwood
1: don't travel, Chris. Well,
0: oh, yeah, How many okay. concessions
1: do you want? We have right. to. We have well, we to play apply. Go-
0: they play Gold Coast and Metricon. We, we have to oh, apply. To go watch that. for a concession,
1: please. That's like a holiday. That's like a Buckley holiday. <laughs> yeah, it is. Meanwhile, Actually, they I thought, build, I thought Buckley that did too. very well with the fireman outfit I and paying kudos. Good. Uh, to by the, the other way, guy.
0: shout out to uh, to Neil Danaher and uh, the effort that went into the big freeze because honestly, it was um, amazing. Like the first of all, the setup. We wa- I walked out of Richmond train station. And there was people with selling the beanies at the front of the station. Well, they were legitimate? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> they had, like, you know, they would get up and yeah. fight M&D all over them. Um, they had a half post-terminal taking them and selling the beanies and stuff. And That's like, cool. Un- unreal setup. And you got to cover your head. I did, yes. Uh, and uh, no one got to see the greys for the day, so it was great. Um, anyway, sorry, we got sidetracked. But, yeah, um, yeah, great cause. And if you still wanted to donate, um, obviously, we 100% hold hardly recommend doing so um, yep. yeah and I, I actually really think there's
1: been a strong push for Danaher to be Australian of the Year actually I think it'd be I, uh- well he's done that much as for it uh, even the government you know they matched dollar for dollar for the first two million so that was really good for the government yep. as well um, yeah so look let's
0: hope it happens yeah you know. I think it's something that a lot of people could get behind so that's good Um, now bubble boys. So the actual number one bubble boy for the week outside of, uh, Liam Ryan, who's technically not a bubble boy anyway, um, is, uh, a penis or apeness or whatever. I don't even, I still don't know how to pronounce him. Uh, he's a forward from Frio, negative 41 break-even. Unfortunately, he is expensive and that's why he's got such yep. a um, bad break-even.
1: Yeah, 153k. Yep. Uh, looks good. I can't say I'm that pleased, Chris, though. Like when I see him, I don't think of happiness. Um,
0: <laughs> you know, so I'm kind of on the fence a little bit with that one. I don't think he's got good job security because he's pretty much filling in for Sandy. Um, and when Sandy comes back, he will be out of the team, but I think. It reminds me of that movie, Can't
1: Hardly Wait. Would you like to
0: touch a penis? <laughs> I
1: love that no? movie. Yes. I am a sex I machine. A sex machine. <laughs> would you like to touch a penis? Oh,
0: that he is must such... have. He must have. Dude, teen comedies. That was our thing oh, back hey. in the day. He, so... he must
1: have copped it hard in high
0: school. <laughs> he wouldn't. <laughs> that guy got, oh, he wouldn't have got bullied. That guy's huge. So, you know, he would probably oh, do wow. the bullying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, do he you would... want to say something? Because like, I don't think you do. He would have Popped it hard in high school. You're like, yeah, he's huge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when you don't even realise oh, that you're being subtle wins. Um, now, probably the most traded in uh, Bubble Boy will be uh, Gyro. So, Stefan Gyro. Uh, mid only, but he's a 102K, which makes it a, a little bit more interesting.
1: Yeah, especially if he plays this week and he's yeah, 102K. He's so play he's Maximum week. value.
0: Yeah. Maximum value for coin. Unfortunately, I mean, he hasn't had a really great scoring pattern. He's got a negative 40 break even. Um, he did score a 63 this week, which is quite nice, um, but he's averaging 51. So, he's got that potential for a low score. He was killing it in the waffle. So... If he gets the right role, he could be anything. So I'm happy to bring him in because it's a warm body on the field this week, um, at very least. It's the one thing um, you like
1: because it's a warm body on the field.
0: That's true. Um, well, and I think um, I, I don't uh, – he doesn't necessarily suit my buy structure for next week, um, but I don't think I'm going to struggle next week with players on field. So um, if you are a type that has a lot of um, round 14 players that are not playing, then you may reconsider a gyro. Um, but I think he's gonna be a decent in target and quite frankly you need cash to upgrade your other players in the buyers and if if he's gonna provide it then you just gotta go there. Yep. Um I'll just cover these off three quickly because I don't think they're gonna be re- really relevant. Um, so you've got Rourke Smith, who will come back this week as well, particularly with um, so more, more news, unfortunately, that Dale Morris is going in for more surgery. Ouch. Um, not related to his previous injury, but still he, a, a knee. I don't know if it's the same knee or a different knee or the same knee, but a different injury. Sometimes what happens with knee injuries is if you have a ACL, for example, um, and you're trying to build that up, which is what he had a, a tear, not a, not a fully torn ACL, but a tear. Um, and in the healing process, all the other ligaments around the knee go weaker. Therefore, it's not as stable as it once was. So that could have been a contributing factor, and we just don't know. I'll tell you what, Chris, so, good
1: thing he isn't a horse. Why is that? Well, he'd get put down already.
0: <laughs> yeah. He un- may well, of
1: injuries he's had. Yeah, like, oh, and, the- he's,
0: uh, and he's a stallion of the sport, but, yeah, I'm just saying good he, thing he's not a horse. The worst part is for for the Bulldogs, he really like, structured them up behind the football. You could even notice... Uh, in the last couple of weeks when he was playing, their defense was just so much better by having him in the team. So it really sucks if you're a dog supporter. Um, I, I don't really know what else we can say, but yeah, that does obviously shore up some some more job security for someone like Raw Smith. Unfortunately, again, he's expensive. He's a 158K um, defender. Um, he's got a negative 14 break even and, a, and an average of 55. So, uh, uh, you know, if you're bringing him in, it's just a punt. It's just a guess. He will take you through the buys, which is a good thing because he's had his buy, but, yeah, it's it's not great. Um, the other one is, of course, Scott Jones. He's uh, ruck only, negative 16, break even again, plays for Frio. Uh, 117K uh, with a 44 average. You can't rely on him, though, surely? Nah, I don't think you can. Move on, Will Brody. So, Will Brody is really the only one that I'd say, okay, well, if you want to take a punt, I'd say, okay, but only because, again, does have the buys. Uh, Highly touted. Uh, Gold Coast absolutely suck. Something's got to change in their midfield setup. Um, He only has, unfortunately, again, a break even of negative six because he's at 187K. Uh, But he does have a 60 average, so it's not terrible. So his scoring power is semi there. For me to bring him in, I want an 80 or a 70 in there. But, um, yeah, it'd be, again... You're doing that if you need someone for next week.
1: Yeah, for me it's a pass.
0: Yeah, I I, I don't
1: know. Middle of the road, but I um there was one interesting one, Chris as well. Uh, so I know there's a couple, but um, Mason Redmond. Yep. I uh, saw for Essendon, looked really good. Got a ninety on debut, one thirteen k. He has played a few games previously. Yeah. Um, but not enough in a season to string it together. So he could be one to watch out for.
0: Yeah, I, I'm actually interested in that because um I think everyone's looking for someone that can take Murphy off their off yeah. their field. So. Um, I probably won't be going on him early. I think I want one more game out of him. Oh, I'm
1: not going early, especially if Murphy gets named this week. Yeah. And even then, Redmond's got the bye, so. Yeah.
0: If you do want to go early, I'm I'm a, I'm completely for. And again, th- you're going very early. Um, I'm actually thinking of bringing Joel Smith in this week. Um, there's a couple of reasons, but he did score a 91 on debut, even though he got monstered. Yeah, um, and he did
1: start well the first game last year before he hurt me, so. Exactly
0: right. And with Lever going down, that shores up. That's his role. I can't see anyone else in the Melbourne list coming in over Joel Smith to play that role. Yeah,
1: not after he did really well, actually. Yeah. So
0: Now, the great thing is he's a defender mid. So if you wanted to downgrade a midfielder, you can put Joel Smith in there. So, oh,
1: hello. Yeah. How much is he, Chris?
0: Unfortunately, he's 152K. Yeah, right. So it's not a fantastic price point. But what I'm doing is I'm bringing him in this week because I'm going to make three trades next week, two of them being upgrades. Um, and one of them hopefully will be Redmond. So, if I'm going, say, Murphy down to Redmond next week and then two upgrades, I'll need to go early on Smith yep. to make sure that I have him on field. So, that's just something that um, I'm prob- probably doing because I've got 18 or 19 this week. Now, that's obviously before teams, before get, announced teams get announced and the carnage starts yeah, to hit. We, we so thought we were looking
1: pretty good last week. and then yeah, next I minute, think everyone did. Like, oh, I could just do a downgrade or two and she'll be right.
0: Yep. Uh, Now, just another two that uh, you probably shouldn't be looking at anyway, but uh, they are in the bubble. Uh, Mitch Lewis and Stoddart. Just uh, cancel them off your list if you were looking at them because they are not going to return you anything. Um, pretty much Except it. for Dreams Yeah
1: <laughs> Oh what about Billings getting dropped Like fair enough oh. I know why he got dropped But at least he was a warm body On the field Chris And that's I did post afterwards I was a little bit upset I'm like that's all he had going for him Was yeah. that he was playing games Exactly
0: right That was it Well I mean uh, If that game tells me anything That he's playing the twos Now I know that um, Frankston are a terrible VFL team And that's fine But at yeah, least he got whatever. some confidence Yeah but uh, At the end of the day him. He played midfield And he pushed forward And got three goals that's where he's supposed to play. He's yeah. supposed to play Billings as a midfielder moving forward. like a. I hate to use that analogy, but I'm Dustin Martin or... To go in. Well...
1: After the weekend.
0: Yeah, after the King, oh, sorry, you, you should oh, say. Yeah, the King. I think you, you got that confused there a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that was impressive, but again, we'll, we'll keep it for the round review. Um, excellent. Um, so I just want to go through um, now the top 10 reviews and uh, the... Uh, trading targets so we did a I did a little li- a bit of a list of the current top 10 um, you
1: better tell me who I picked for my top 10 Chris well, because I've got no idea I only
0: have my list you've, oh, you've got right. your list somewhere where's your list oh mate
1: you didn't tell me we were doing this segment so <laughs> screw you
0: alright well we'll just go <laughs> on I do, I do know it's I had Billings I
1: do know I had Billings Tom Lynch and Wingard in my top 10 so <laughs> yeah, that's so, all
0: I so uh, we can oh, well I had Billings as well so yeah but um, did you have Tom Lynch and Wingard <laughs> uh, no I definitely didn't and I, I <laughs> and debated with and you about that. horrible them. No, look, I s- so we'll go through do you know our... How,
1: just quickly, Chris, do you know how cheap Tom Lynch is right now?
0: Not, not. To- no, he's not going to be cheap for no, Tom Lynch. No, no, not not not
1: how cheap he is <laughs> a, as his pay packet. He's like 274000
0: Yeah. in true.
1: Supercoach. He is doing horrible. After his 180, he yep. has done deplorable ever since. And now he's just he looks like a guy that's just waiting to cash his paycheck, to be honest. Well,
0: I mean, yeah, I think um, Mason Cox stay? might have almost kicked more goals than him at this point. Why
1: would you stay? Oh, yeah. But why would you stay? <laughs>
0: Ah, oh, look, it's it's a debate, and I'm happy to wage in on it. Um, I honestly would prefer Tom Lynch to stay at Gold Coast, um, but I he's Tom Lynch is not a guy that's going to fix your team.
1: No, and by it, the time they rebuild, dude, he'll be too old to be good anyway.
0: I Agreed. Yeah, he's he's right. He's almost moving. He's entering his prime of his career, and Gold Coast he needs, aren't entering their prime. Well, he needs uh, mids and half forwards that are going to be able to deliver the ball to him. Yep. that's that's the the problem with the like Gold Coast Degali. right now is well, there's a, there's a lot of well, yeah, like a Degali, but like, there's a lot of um, problems with the Gold Coast right now. But their ball winning ability in midfield is absolutely deplorable right now. Um, so whether it's the I, way that they're structured or the actual personnel that they have, uh, I can't tell you that. But i I, mean, actually, think, Dues, I actually think he'd be good at St Kilda, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, well,
1: because their forwards are horrible.
0: Yeah. Well they, they are let's face it. They're they injured. Have, well they have small forwards. Yeah.
1: Right, but they don't have the big guys to, to take them up.
0: Well, I mean Josh Bruce, I think he's been injured for yeah, and he's what, most of the season. Yeah, they lost But you put Tom, well, of you course. put Tom Lynch
1: in there, you recruit Tom Lynch, you recruit um like Gaff, right? Next yep. minute your team actually looks a lot better.
0: Yeah, I, I actually think that St. Killer Aren't as far off is, and as they've, they've they've been and they've got money
1: to burn. They need yeah. they need to put some money and to the table. their
0: back line can use the football. Yeah. So if they can, if they're back and home... And their small forwards the can kick...
1: Well, can kick. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they can't kick goals, but they can kick. So like, anyway. Yeah, well, some of them can. Uh, anyway, so just to recap, we'll go through the mids first of what what I had anyway. Um, we'll have to review for yours, but... Yeah, thanks, um, God, Chris. As the top 10, uh, what we saw pre-season, uh, we came up with uh, Danger Fife, Mitchell, Ablett, Dusty, Josh Kelly, Matt Crouch, Tom Rockcliffe, Luke Parker, and Dane Beam. So, I mean, immediately out of that list... Dusty's the biggest red flag out of that. He's, uh, I think, ranked 15th or 16th now in terms of midfield. Um, You've got uh, Tom Rockliffe, which was, yeah. Yep. Ouch about that. Matt Crouch has not been the player that he was. And, I mean, uh, he's so outside that it's really impacted him not having Sloan there. I think that's really impacted the entire team. but. Uh, definitely his ball-winning ability isn't up to scratch. He's not that first-tier mid that goes in and gets the ball. He's not really the mid-extractor, and um, I think it's really hurt his output. Also, it doesn't help that he's um, had an injury and everything. Um, And Luke Parker, he's actually coming back. So I'm okay with it, and I'll talk about Luke Parker in a little bit. Um, But Dane Beam's also coming back. He had a really good five-round patch until this week
1: yeah. which um
0: sorry to anyone that that brought him in um now uh, do you want to go through so these are the top 10 mids right now um so have a look and then we've got the uh the five round average next to them so we can have a look at what sort of form they're currently in
1: yeah so number one is mccray averaging 133.1 mm-hmm. uh is that the five round chris on the right is the five-round five, yeah. average of 145.8.
0: That's insane. So, but, that's I mean, he, he had like three games in a row, didn't he? Where he had like oh, 160, 170, oh, yeah, huge. Uh, he's
1: had 200 flats in a row, yeah,
0: projected to go down by like 37,000 this week. Hopefully, yep. that's even more. What do you uh, see for him for the rest of the season, though? Because I mean, he's at, he'll definitely at least average what 120 plus for the year. But do you see him averaging one ten for the rest of the year, or do you see him still maintaining? I think a he'll easily average
1: one ten for the rest of the year. I think he could yeah. average you one fourteen. So I think he he'll have a a real good back end to the year as well. My only concern is with Jacobs, uh, whether he locks him down pretty well. He's still uh, they,
0: they still have two North Melbourne games, don't they? So that's yeah. Still so an issue. I'm
1: actually I'm actually thinking about because his break even's so high. I would love to bring him in now, but a he's seven hundred thousand. B his break even's like two oh I don't even two twenty two forty.
0: Yeah, it's high.
1: It's very yeah. high. So. A, I can't bring him in this week, so he's going to drop in price. I'm not going to bring him in next week versus North Melbourne. Mm-hmm. So pretty much I'm better off just waiting two weeks and then bringing
0: him in straight after yeah. the buy. Yeah, well, 100%. And, um, well, I mean, when I brought him in, I brought him in on, the, on that fact. I thought that... Um, Around his buy is probably going to be too expensive, and then right after the buy, there's going to be the North Melbourne. So people are going to be a little bit scared, which meant that I had probably a six week window of what we call uniqueness.
1: Yeah. So, uh, um, but even it hasn't
0: then, really worked out in my favour. Well, even then,
1: I don't know if it's worth bringing him in after the buy. Then, because why bring in somebody after the round fourteen?
0: Yeah, but you should be at really at maximum maximum capacity. capacity. Yeah.
1: So why so, bring if I can't use him in round fourteen to cover and actually make me points?
0: Yeah, that's true. Then. Well, there's other people out there that are playing for league. That, oh, if that, you're going for league, 100%. You know, they may not have. They, they've definitely got time. They can wait.
1: Yeah, if you're going for league, get him in. So especially for finals, is
0: yeah. I think in finals you want him, but that, that, don't they play North in the first round of the finals? No, that's Brisbane. Oh, Brisbane. Oh, yeah. well, that's all right. And
1: Zorka did all right right anyway against them. So you know they're nothing. North and nothing.
0: So look, I think the consensus is if you don't have McCray and you can afford him, get him. Yes. But otherwise, you may want to wait a At least, wait, wait, at a le- couple at least
1: wait this week. Hopefully, he gets like six to 650 or so. Yep. At least wait this week. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to
0: spend $700,000 on a guy. No. No, no. But I mean, at the very least, he's got, he's done his buy. Yep. Yeah, if you well, can, that is true. In my opinion, if you've got the cash to bring him in this week, you've got to get him. Well, I honestly believe. Even if it. he's
1: going to drop you like 80K.
0: Yep. Hundred percent, because at this point, um, if you're if you're paying for overall, then money doesn't mean anything anyway. Because money's not going to be good to you in three weeks when you're going to. Everyone should be completely upgraded by the end of round fourteen. So money shouldn't mean as much at this point in the season as it did five six weeks ago. So in my opinion, if you have the money, spend it on him. Do it, and you've got three trades over the next two weeks to use in each round to do a double down and a go up. So if you can do it and you plan to do it, do it. That's my personal opinion. Um, I think everyone's got Mitchell. He's the number two ranked midfielder right now. Um, But if you don't, again, I think he's one that you have to have. Um, I think he's in most teams anyway, but um, he's now off his bye. Um, He's average 123, so consistent. Average 123 for the year, and he's got a uh, five-game average of 121. What more do you want? He's he's not going to really drop. He's going to be the same old Titch that every week he's going to get you a 120 average. And that's pretty much where we saw him at for the year, hey? So,
1: yeah, Titch is strong on, strong on. He's uh, my uh, C option, I believe, this week.
0: Yeah, I think he might be a really good option as well. So um, that's something we can have a look at later after the round reviews. Um, we've got Fife here at the uh, third averaging midfielder and uh, he is going at 121 with a five-game average of 122. So even with that poor game that he had, Last week, um, and then got um, uh, suspended for a week. He still averaged a five-game average of 122. So I don't think you can go wrong there. But I think again, everyone's got five. Um, you were you looked a little bit upset at that. You can't no, no, him.
1: no, not at five. I can't afford McCray. <laughs> I
0: can't get him. I am a forty thousand dollars short. Nah, fair enough. Um, the number four averaging uh, midfielder is Danger. So, Danger with a 114.3 um, has had a five-game average of 117.4. So, again, even though he's had a two uh, poorer games from Dan- Danger standards... If you don't have him, you still have to get him because he's, yep. he's now he's now going to hurt you. He's the fourth averaging um, uh, midfielder. Yep. And so,
1: also, he's one of those guys that really lifts for big games. I actually see him going, uh, having a real big game against Richmond. Yeah.
0: I mean, here's what I see with Geelong. Um, They've been coasting. Towards the end of the year, they'll want to start playing their best mids in the midfield. Yep. Which means danger, right? So, they can do what they want at this part of the year, but towards the end, it'll be danger. Bang, bang, bang. That's, Yeah. Well, it's got to be, right? Like, if you're Chris Scott and you've got a prize stallion, I know he's playing decent forward.
1: Well, the only problem is, is that all their forwards keep falling over themselves.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Literally. <laughs> yep, 100%. Aaron
1: Black, that was disgusting.
0: Ooh, I don't want to talk about it.
1: No. I Especially when they post that video, like the pic- the picture, should I say? Well, that that may even
0: shore up. Um, well, Was he even playing as a f- forward? I don't know. It's uh, Aaron Black. I don't really pay much attention to much. Aaron Black. That's true. Um, surprisingly into number five, um, with 0.1 of a point less overall in the season is Oliver. So Oliver, uh, with a a nice uh, score on the weekend, um, has a five game average of 116.2, but, um, he does seem to be just keep trucking along. Doesn't matter what what you throw at him. He just keeps scoring. So, um, good on Oliver for that. I see him as someone that probably just matches his last year output, which was about a 110. So I don't see him as being a real... Um, 120 player um, or averaging 120 for the rest of the year. But um, if you don't have Oliver, I th- definitely think that he's someone that you could look at. Um, Ed Kernow, surprisingly, is the number sixth uh, midfielder, uh, averaging 114 with a five game average of 111.8. Um, again, you are. Let's talk about this. You are really against Ed Kier now, and I'm really. He's
1: going to fall off a
0: cliff, Chris. Okay, well, you're just guessing, right?
1: He's horrible.
0: <laughs> okay let's let's be let's be honest. His disposal is not amazing. He's horrible, and that's probably why he's been a tagger for most of his career.
1: Okay, he won't average more than 107 for the rest of the, like f- over the f- at the end of the year. His average will drop. His average will drop from one fourteen to one hundred seven.
0: I think that there's a chance, and this is this has got to be huge. I reckon there's a chance that, and this is what's happened, right? The reason why he's playing this role is because first of all, Gibbs left, which meant there's a massive space in that in that um, in their midfield, right? Oh, so,
1: yeah, I thought you meant in the in the drawers in the front of the mirrors.
0: <laughs> well, that's <also> true. <laughs> Jesus. Um, younger brother is trying to fill the void. Yes, of course. Now. Uh, no, so uh, so he's obviously come in and, and filled that role. Uh, now what's happened also to in, enhance that is that um, obviously of late Cripps hasn't been uh, uh, he's either been targeted from tags or definitely targeted from midfielders and Murphy's been in and out of the team. Injured, So that has meant more continuity with Ed Kurnow scoring. Now, I believe that's going to continue for the rest of the year because of that. Because I think that Cripps is is still going to get targeted, is going to get run into the ground, is probably going to go down at some point and have a few weeks off. Now, who's assuming? I'm just saying... But, yeah. no, there's evidence to support that, though. If you look at Cripps... So- right.
1: And my prior evidence is Ed Kernau sucks.
0: So- <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, well, that's fair. Um, But the next uh, midfielder, so averaging the eighth, eighth averaging midfielder as Cripps at 111.9, who has a five-game average of 101.6. So uh, he's going down.
1: Yeah, because he had a horrible game. What did he get, like, a 50? That's why his average is down, Chris. Yeah, but... he's was- still averaging that.
0: It's not just that. It's the way he's playing the, the game now. Yeah, he's, and then and then he'll come out and get a one fifty, and you'll be like, "Ooh!" I mean, he, he's prone to do that. He'll come out and head a one fifty, and he'll come out and do something stupid and uh, and get injured for two weeks or whatever. But yeah, I'm I'm of the opinion that Crips uh, is on the way down, Kernow's on the way up. Get in there, Kurnow. um Trelaw. So you've just brought in Trelaw. I so did that bring was a in Treloar, one. Um, and mate- I think that this group of of mids are the ones that people don't have that are looking to get in. So these are the important guys. So someone like a Trelaw. Yeah. Um, so
1: well, Chulor they also verse uh, Carlton. Um, yeah, they verse a lot of easy teams yeah, coming up, Chris. Which yes. is which is the the real big positive. Yeah. Sorry. Proceed. Excellent. What's going no. on, Chris? Hold on. Chris is having technical difficulties. Everyone.
0: <laughs> ah, there we go. There we go. Ah, sorry, my laptop was about to die, and it would have it would have yielded disastrous results. Um, so look, I think, um, I think Trelaw is actually someone interesting that you could definitely have a look at One ten point seven average over the, um, the course of the year. Yep. He's had, uh, one game since round one under a hundred,
1: which is why I brought him in. Cause he was actually a pretty good price as yeah. well. Uh, he had a break even of 89, he dropped down to about 550 K. So I was yep. like, you know, what good option to bring in? Um, yep. So he, I think, and they have a fairly easy draw, as we've said, um, yep. Collingwood should at least tell up the next few games. Uh, oh, the after, next three
0: are, are ridiculous. Yeah, it was easy. well. Pretty much,
1: I was either bringing uh, Trelaw or Kelly. Um, were pretty much my main two that I was talking to you yeah. about. Uh, and I did really like Kelly, except for the fact that he would just kind of been simmering around the high nineties, consistent. But so was Trelaw. Trelaw was very consistent. They had the same buy. Um, yeah, except for the fact that Trelaw hadn't been injured and he turned that consistency. So I thought I'd bring him in, even though I knew the Melbourne game wasn't going to be as big scoring. Yep. Uh, per se and I saw uh, you that's know, I ballsy
0: because I wouldn't well, bring him in against Melbourne no. knowing that knowing that they midfield but I brought, was probably but I brought dominate. him in
1: hoping he'd get me like 100 to 110 uh, and then I knew that after their buy though this is where that really opens up for him. so I thought well look yeah. I need a guy so if I can bring him in now you know it was either that or bring in Kelly and I knew Kelly had two really good games coming up but then they have a tough draw after that yeah which well, is a
0: problem and yeah so if you're looking at draw wise I think uh, Troll definitely has it because the next three games are um, Carlton, Gold Coast, Essendon. So there's just points just to be had there for a guy like Trelaw, who loves running over the top of teams. I can see him going big in those games with those new two-way boots we sent him. Chris. Oh yeah, he does. He has those. And and something that's interesting about Trelaw that I'll I'll note as well. um, He was not starting in the center square uh, against um, Melbourne. He was starting off the back of the square and running in for handball receives and clearing the ball from the center square.
1: Well, Pendlebury and Sidebottom were doing the same thing.
0: Yeah. So they were using a. Uh, like a four four mids, but a surge approach lot, similar to what um, Melbourne did last year. Yeah, how they and ran they in. The, the, off the back of the square, but they were doing it with uh, a Trelaw, a side bottom, or a Pendlebury. Um,
1: yeah, and then what was happening was is that they were using the goey who was studying in the centre square, but then he would then push forward and link.
0: Yeah. and surge forward into and, the forward line. And w- what it created was you had the safety net behind the ball, but then you had the attacking flair ahead of the ball. Yeah, uh, And it was really interesting to watch. But, um, yeah, so... Who would have thought Buckley would have some good coaching strategy? Uh, watch, at the game, I mean, you obviously... I mean, he pretty much things, was but- on his last legs, nearly gets fired, yep. and then comes out and goes, oh, let's let's give this a go. Uh, look, good on him. I think that he's really turned the corner with his coaching. And Well, I think
1: Eddie Maguire would be feeling really safe, well, happy now that he backed him in as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was a big gamble. Is- well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And now they look like they're, you know, real clever. Because if you had to brought a new coach in, then they have to have a whole new strategy, a whole new procedure, and it might have taken a bit longer. There,
0: there goes another two years. Yeah. So yeah, not not yeah. I'm glad with the club did, but they did. Um, I was happy for them to do it last year, but again, we'll talk about it later. Um, That leads us to the next midfielder on the list, which is is Josh Kelly. So um, Now, he had a great game this week, and that obviously pushed him into the top 10. And he's now situated at number nine in terms of average. So, 109.5 is averaging with a five-game average of 108.2. And the thing I love about him is he does not really have a down game. And even these down games usually hit around that high 90, early 100 mark. Um, and then he goes, bang, and has a 140. So yep. he's got the potential to go real big. Very, very similar at inter- for scoring in terms of McRae. So McRae's lowest game is a 98. Yep. But he can go really, really big. So you know what you're going to get? You're going to get about 100, and then you're going to get a, an out-of-this-park score. So um, I don't mind Josh Kelly as a as a choice. Um, I also think he's a fairly unique option. So um, let me have a look at... Well, maybe not so much after last week. Well, he will be for this week, but people... See, I'm looking at obviously bringing him in after his buy, which is next week, Um, and he's currently in... Let me have a look at this. Uh, Yeah, 8% of teams. Yep. So definitely someone that you could look at if you're looking at rounding out your midfield. Well, um, if you
1: want if you don't have the money for a McCray, then Kelly could be a good option.
0: Yeah, and uh, there all these guys are all around that same price point. They're all around that 550k yeah. mark. They're all averaging around about the same. And, and it and just comes down to personal preference, really. 100%. Who you think's going to go better for the next um however long, that's going to dictate who you bring in. Um again brings you to the next one. So a more unique option is uh Andrew Gaff. So averaging yep. 108.6 over the year and, and his last people, five rounds are the same. I know some people have been asking
1: about Gaff as well, Chris, or who do you think will average more, which we'll get into the Q&As yeah. in a second. We
0: mentioned before pre, um, pre-recording pre that the, the issue with Gaff is that he has had no attention. There's been no direct, like no one's tagged him. No one's really gone to Gaff. He's not really seen as the most damaging player. It's kind of like Kernow. They just believe he's a pretender. Well, yeah, and, and oh. Shui coming back in. So that could help. So Shuey's now, I think he's uh, recovered his injury. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, how they use Gaff moving forward. But they do have a lot harder draw, which means there's not going to be as many midpoints on offer. So we'll see how Gaff goes. I'm not really confident on it.
1: Well, do you know why it took Shui so long to recover, Chris? Why is that? Because I had to ship all his medications from the east side. <laughs> what, why? Well, there's nothing out in the west coast, mate. So that's why it took so long. This stuff, so remote.
0: What, what's from, what, what What? What? medications he you take? I don't know, Chris. Um, I'm confused. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> um. Now, so he actually rounds out the top ten. Um, and then there's some that you just might want to have a look at or people that you... Um, have that you may want to try it out. So Duncan's looking quite good. He's got a 107.8 season average um, and he's got a last five-game average of 111. So Duncan's looking not bad at all. Um, Ablett, 107.4, 101.4 average uh, last five games, but his last two have been outstanding. Yep. Um, so something to look at. Um, interesting, Coniglio uh, still averaging 107.1, but he's got a five-game average of 96. So he did have that really massive start to the year when Kelly was in the side. Um, and I'm really hoping that that now impacts his score moving forward the other direction. But I can definitely see why you did what you did.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I a- like Caniglia, and he and he was doing really well before he got knocked out as well. So it was just more of a overall points thing. I'm like, I was trying to work out, as I said earlier, do you know, for that me having playing 17 instead of 18, that 100 points. Yep. Then essentially Caniglia has to average
0: 120
1: compared to 110. So for me, it was a, I'm so sorry, but bye bye.
0: Yep. Fair enough. Um, Now, just in terms of uh, five-game averages, if you're looking at something outside the box that um, is actually going quite well and quite traveling quite nicely and could rival that sort of M8 role, um, Bond's got a five-game average of 114. He's uh, the highest outside of those recognized mids. Um, you've also got Ward and you love that in uh, in draft he had a really big game this week with a 150 he did and the guy that I got him off via a trade I versed this week oh, <laughs> he was that dirty. guy must have hated and, you so and much and I
1: traded him Akers and Polek oh <laughs>
0: dude, that is, Akers, dude that is winning
1: Akers was out yeah and Keller Ward gets a 154 and he's just like I hate you
0: <laughs> dude he must is he playing poker with us on Friday night yeah oh. dude, if you guys like poker out there give us a shout out um, we've got a big uh, home game Coming up on Friday night, and we uh, we play quite regularly. I'd say what uh, once every uh, couple of months we have yeah, a big game. One, once yeah. quarterly,
1: I think every yeah, yeah two months, two and a half months. Hopefully, once a month would be awesome. But-
0: uh, yeah, it would be. It's just too hard to set up with uh, people our age. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so Ward and the funny thing about Ward, so Ward's got a five game average of one thirteen point eight, but he averaged one eleven over what the last half of last season didn't he?
1: Yeah. So the first half of last year he averaged like eighty. Yep. 80 flat, 83. I remember we spoke about it earlier. And then on the back end of the year, he was averaging about a 111. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he could be a good option. Some um, of them can come home with a wet side. And he's always done it. Like, he's he either starts slow or he starts big. And then the opposite side of the season is complete reverse. Yeah. Like, I remember one year, it must have been a couple of years ago, everyone jumped on him because Callum Ward was, like, started off averaging 120. Yeah. and then just tailed off an average 107 for the rest of the year.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and the way that GWS are playing right now, it's it's they're coming back. They're, Josh Kellyanne's not the only in that they're getting back. Um, they're hopefully going to be getting back Toby Green very shortly as well. Um, so there's a couple of guys that they're going to come back into their system that are best 22, um, that are going to really impact their whole team performance, which means hopefully more wins, which means hopefully more points for the GWS players. So I'm I'm bullish on someone like Award if you uh, if you're looking that way. Um, Parker. Um, so I'm not all the way there sold on Parker, but I'm still a little bit. So he has a five game average of 111, but has only been average 102 for the year. Now. The thing about that is we obviously mentioned that before their buy, they had some a really, really easy run of games. So does that stop now that they start hitting some harder games or does Parker get some more mid-minutes now? No, I think or? Parker will be better now that... like I'm when hoping Re- so.
1: And Reid and those guys will come back later on as well. So they're looking good in the forward line. I think Parker will... I think he, he trucks along pretty well. The back end of last year he did really well, so... Um, I, think yeah, I, think, I think he'll be fine.
0: I think he had a, uh, a close He's not going to a gonna be your biggest issue on field. Same as like a JPK. They'll get you 100, yeah. 100, 100, 100. I'm, I'm definitely going to keep him. I just, uh, I, you know, if someone was looking at trading him in, he's fairly cheap. Uh, you know, he could be an option.
1: Yeah, I probably wouldn't trade him in, but I wouldn't get rid of him.
0: Yeah, it, it depends. I mean, is he going to out-average the other guys on that list? Mm. Probably not. He's probably going to do the similar... Or he could be similar. slightly less. Yeah, correct. So, Same as Zorko. Yeah, the only one out of that list there that I can confidently say I believe is probably going to out average what he has currently could be Josh Kelly. One twenty over the last end of back into last year, he's proven that he can do it over a period of time. He has a great um sorry uh, not not a low low ceiling, uh, but a very high ceiling as well. See, I think
1: Trelock can really push. Yeah he, he had he not, could possibly not last year but the year before that his back end of the year was yeah. huge he got like one like multiple 140s I
0: just always get pushed off Trelaw because he can't kick I'm with you but There was a point in the game on, um, on, on Monday I saw Crisp kick one out, out in the full oh, I sent you a message On his right foot like He's in <laughs> yeah. the right pocket yeah. And he's, he decides Easy oh, provoke. You know what I'll do? I'll just kick it on my right Because I'm multi-skilled Easy provoke No on, you're not Easy provoke on Crisp <laughs> Dude Oh, I've, I lost it at him Was he right in front of you? <laughs> no he wasn't right in front of me Otherwise I wouldn't be right in front of him Um, No, that was unfortunate. But yeah, um, the last person on that list is Zorko, who's got a five game average of 120, sorry, 120, 110. Yes. Um, So again, everyone knows what Zorko can do, but everyone knows that also Zorko can get tagged. So um, now we'll move on to the defenders. So we had, um, let's have a look here. Uh, moving on to the defenders. So uh this is again my list, but it was slightly different than yours. Um so I had Yo in the number one with Laird number two, um Hibbert at number three, so there's a there's a big one that's out of that list. I um, Shaw at number four, who's Another definitely not one. in that list. Um Hurley number five, he's actually not in the top ten right now. Um Savage at number six, not again, not in the top ten. How is? Um, net nowhere nope. near the top ten. Um, Sicily, Sicily is, and and Lloyd, uh, has and to Lloyd be nice. is, yeah. yeah. So uh, some hits and some misses. I think it's about a fifty percent strike rate there. Yep, um, and I think
1: mine was very similar. Except I had Ellis in there, who's <laughs> even worse. Oh, than yeah. oh
0: yeah, you did. <laughs> um, so look, uh, the interesting thing about this is that uh, Tom McDonald is the highest averaging defender and forward of the year right now. So he's averaging. One thirteen, albeit with slightly less games than other um, forwards.
1: Yep, and um, they have beaten like what hundred
0: points, oh, they've or had ninety just, points, and they've even last out. week when they got um, well, they did get you know, I served a lesson by Collingwood. Um, he still kicked <laughs> six and got one hundred and twenty three points. Yeah, one hundred twenty well, seven. But, he, but if, think, if he doesn't so. kick
1: six, you don't get those points. So uh, he's he a good just player, keeps though. kicking
0: him though, like he's just oh, he's marking him. That's yeah, for sure. um, and he's got a five game average of one twenty four. Tom McDonald. So, um, he's also in eight point seven percent of teams. So, someone that if you are looking for a point of difference that is going to score you well, I'm not against Tommy Mann. I did
1: flag him about a month ago, yeah. and I'm a bit upset. I think Chris.
0: we all shut him down as, oh, no, he'll No, come. you shut
1: him down. I was like, oh, he could be a good option to switch with Sicily, and you're like, nah.
0: Nah. I, and I wouldn't do it because I've i has been a burn man of mine in the past. So, um, as a forward, I just never saw him being able to do this, but he's proving me wrong. So, fair enough. I can't really complain. Yeah. Um, Laird is the number two averaging uh, defender at 110.9 uh, with a five game average of 104. Uh, look, at the end of the day, Laird did this last year as well, just just to put this out there. And I think he averaged something like uh, early 90s, 91, 92 over the back end of last year. Yep. So he That's has why a I got tendency rid of him for Zorko. Yeah.
1: And it's working. Last,
0: out. La- oh, for draft. Draft, yeah. Okay. Not
1: as standard. Come on, I Chris. I can't say.
0: bring in Zorko for Laird, Um You rook. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, look, uh, he probably, I don't think he's going to go up. I think that he'll go down from here. Yep. Probably average around about 100 to 105 for the rest of the year. Well, yeah, and Sicily's
1: um, uh, averaging 105 and 105.2 for his five games. So yep, pretty much on the money for what you get there. Yep. Um, Simpson, uh, he has had a couple of lower games, so that's why it's down, but he's also had a big one to even it out. So uh, 104.3. Uh, except he's got a five-round average of 98.8, which is yeah. still very good. It's still in the top sort it's, of... It's okay, point. but
0: um, of the top uh, 14 midfielders, it's it's in bottom three for his five-round average. So he definitely had a better start to the season than he's having right now and very much hoping... I'm, I'm sure a lot of owners are hoping out there that he can um, come back to his early season form because that could see him drop out of the top six. So that's fair, interesting.
1: I just can't oh, wait to get to my man Harris Andrews.
0: The, the, oh yeah, well, that's true. There is a the, the interesting thing about Simpson, though, is he obviously has um he's already gone through his bye, so you do get that extra point generation. Yes,
1: if you don't have him already, I'd already do remember how we got that. Yeah, I don't have one, him, yeah. so
0: I'm I'm still throwing up with I don't know what I'm going to do with my last defender spot, so something to keep just an eye on.
1: put him in your side, he'll be the last, least of your worries. I just
0: don't. I don't know. We'll talk about it later, but yeah. Uh, Webster is the number five averaging uh, defender, 103.8 with a 107.8 five-round average. So he's on the improve. Had a great game this week with a 110, um, but had a poor game the week before with a roll change. So um, he could be higher if he didn't have that roll change yesterday. Injuries have affected his output. Well,
1: so. I don't have him, so stuff you.
0: Yeah, I think he's someone that you'll probably want in your team if you don't have him. So It's uh, highly
1: possible. I can't believe I had him in draft and got rid of him. Yeah, and then you I got love him. that I've got him in oh. draft. It's
0: great. Him and the other guy from the Bulldogs. What's it's just when you watch Webster play, it's the kick to Webster show. That's what it is. They all just go, oh, where's Webster? with this kick to him. It's fantastic to watch. Um, surprisingly, Unsurprisingly for us, uh, Lloyd is the sixth highest averaging uh, defender right now. Yep. Um, all inflated, though. Actually, he's the, the he's identical to uh, to Webster one hundred three point eight, uh, but five round average of one hundred twenty three point four. Yeah, inflated. Yeah, massively inflated.
1: inflated. Uh, yo, the man! After that, I thought he'd be a bit higher. Chris averaging one hundred point five. Yeah.
0: Well, if you take out that twenty seven that he did um, when he well, was tagging true. Dangerfield as fullback, I think he was averaging about one hundred ten. Um, so uh, I didn't count last week's score. What did you get last week? Oh no, he got a. It's probably more like a one hundred five. Um, but that's still really, really good. Um, uh, and I would recommend Yo, again, now doesn't have the buy. I still think that over the back end of the year, he's still got more legs. Playing as a midfielder this year in yep. that role, um, he's not playing as a defender. Um, so for me, he's definitely a number one trading target yep, for defence. Yeah,
1: he's in mine. Yeah, if you don't have him, him and Simpson, you could really yep. do a lot in defence this week.
0: Yeah. Um, now Hearn is someone that's interesting. So he's going into the uh, the seventh spot or eighth spot. Sorry, yeah, eighth spot. Um, he's averaging the exact same amount of yo right now, but has a five game average of ninety eight point two, so a little bit lower. Um, so look, someone that's really surprised this year. He did have a really good last five games, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah, went back in up, last yeah, year, huge. Um, again, he's also someone that's coming off a buy. So I think a lot of people are going to be looking at getting in a defender this week. So whether or not it's a, a yo, a Hearn or a Simpson, um, those are three options that have already gone um, through their buy. Chris,
1: I believe a Hearn has his buy this week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good one. <laughs> yeah, that's very, very cool. Um Andrews. Now, one that's really come out of the blocks. Now, there's a great reason why he's now in the. Uh, oh, we missed um, Liam Ryan. No, not Liam Ryan. Luke Ryan. Luke Ryan. Sorry, Luke Ryan. Nine eight you. So, actually, I think these guys are both in the same boat. So, you, I've got Luke Ryan. Yes, yeah, um, in draft. So, Luke Ryan's averaging 98.5. Harris Andrews is averaging 97.1. But they both have ridiculous five-game averages. So, Luke Ryan has a five-game average of 116.2. And Harris Andrews has a five-game average of 113.4.
1: Yes. Oh! Yeah, and uh, I think what you're going to find, we'll get into the round review as well, but um, Harris Andrews isn't going to get the same silver service that Essendon gave him. No. They just
0: kept bombing it long. Like, how, how stupid are you, it? But I mean, half his points these days are coming from spoils anyway. Well, he, yeah, had 20, 20 spoils. he had 20 spoils. Yeah,
1: 20 spoils, but not only that, he also had a lot of contested marks and yeah. intercept marks,
0: like a lot of intercept marks. He's not going to jump a 150, he kept, but he's... just he kept
1: kicking it in the air to him.
0: He's going to hit 100 every week. Uh, he's the new Rant in my opinion we, yeah. we, we did touch oh, on meanwhile, it
1: meanwhile access all areas how effing biased do you want to be they're talking about Blykars had a good game but oh, like, oh Blykars he's the all he's Australian, Australian. set up back they no, don't it's even, and it's been so many weeks where they don't even touch no on way. it like Zorka, I Zorka had the tail game they don't even really mention it They he literally um, Barrett Old mate, douchebag! It's because they all, has, all love Geelong, mate. And they he, all he doesn't. Suck Geelong he doesn't court. like Brisbane at all. They like and to And Harris the clock. Andrews, after that performance, so dominating, yeah. they decided to talk about Blycarves.
0: No, I don't. I, I don't give it. I, and Harris Andrews is the best performing defender this year, in my opinion. He's the most consistent. I understand the Blycarves Um, he's a stopper.
1: Yeah, he stopped, but, but Harris that's Andrews not,
0: is getting off. That's not all defending is. Defending is not just about stopping your opponent. Defending is about. Uh, You know, rebounding and providing an option in attack and and doing those one percenters. That's really... uh, Harris Andrews is a complete package deal. He's doing everything. And he's doing it on his own. Yeah. He doesn't have Tom Stewart next to him, you know, screaming in his ear. He doesn't have, you know, Harry Taylor or whoever else they've got their back down there. He's got frickin' (laughs) Darcy Gardner. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Sam Mays. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Anyway, anyway,
1: but uh, yeah, he had a good game. Uh, Crisp is a surprise, Chris.
0: Yeah, so he's um the eleventh ranked um uh, defender right now, ninety six point four average. Yeah, with, uh, with a one ten point
1: six in a five round. Yeah, so he- and just
0: come off another one ten. So he's being very consistent at the moment with some decent scores.
1: And it makes you consider him, unfortunately, doesn't it, Chris?
0: It does. However, I also like to say I want to kill myself if I ever bring him in. <laughs> I think it'd be, he'd be like a last ditch effort trade. Like fuck it, let's just go, Crisp. Like yeah. just. just for LOLs. Let's go. Like just, just because something's got to make me like. I don't necessarily hate Chris, by the way. I just hate his turnovers. They just like that turnover, the right kick that cost yeah, us it a costs goal. Yeah, goal. Yeah. Like that's what he does. It's it's the it's he'll do twenty awesome things in a game, and then he will have a brain fade that costs us a goal the other way, and it shifts momentum because they kicked another goal straight after that. So not only did they lose, get a goal from that, then they got a goal from the uh, center clearance of the next play, like. It's, yeah, it kills me. It's crisp. Yeah. Now, Hurley, so someone that's interesting, but yes. um, he's really dropped off the map. He's only averaging 96.
1: Yep. So, and he's also only uh, 450K. So, yeah. you can downgrade heater for 14K.
0: I know. Uh, but the, here's the issue I'm having. He's got a five-round r- average of 87.2. So, am I really wanting to get a guy in my team that is actually really out of form? that's it's a tough call like I know it's early and I know he can pull it back but he's he's in a really form slump he can nice also pull slump. it off and do a hammy or something <laughs> that's true <laughs> his body's not exactly reliable well, not
1: only that he actually played a little bit more of a lockdown as well this week wasn't that loose man that keeps getting the ball to extract yeah um he was locking down a little bit more He still got like a 90 but um yeah it wasn't as impressive
0: yeah, so look, um, the only other one there that's of note in the defenders is uh, Jeremy Howe, who had a, a bit of a shocker a week this... Uh, did he have a... What did he end up scoring this week? Not enough. No, definitely not.
1: He started off really well and then not enough.
0: Trailed off. Yeah, he had a... I think he had 38 points in the first quarter and then the, I think 10 points between the second and third quarters alone and then I think he had a decent last quarter, but... He didn't get much. Uh, anyway, 94.5 average and he's got a five-game average of 94.4, so he not going terribly. 77
1: he scored this week, Chris. Half his points in the first quarter.
0: Yeah, ouch. So, look, I mean, you know, I I always like Howe because I think he's going to just jump a specky at any time. I mean, you know what? Pre-season, a 94 average for Howe would have put him, you know, based on last year's stats, that would still put him in the top 10. So, um, yeah, unlucky that there's been quite a lot of high-scoring defenders this year. Um, There haven't really been many forward tags this year. So last year was in vogue to do a forward tag. This year, not so much. Um, there are a couple of uh, value picks. So, Tom Stewart's got a five round average of 102.2. And uh, McVeigh has a five round average of 100.6. So, someone you could look at there. Who out of that list is a must have if you don't have him?
1: Uh, I think Yo. I think um, uh, definitely Yo. I think Simpson could be a good one. But Yo's the must have. Um, other than that, I think it comes down to preference. So I could see that a good um, that could all go well. Sort of S- yeah, same. Simpson, Webster, Andrews, Tom McDonald. I think Tom McDonald would be a good one to possibly get next week if yeah. you have the cash, uh, and if you have Sicily as well, it gives you that good sort of switch option. Yeah,
0: I think um, I think Tom McDonald's probably not a must because he's not hurting you. If you're going for overall, I think you you need to look at him seriously in terms of how you can get him in, um, and if you even want him in. Um, If you you think that Melbourne can continue their winning ways and he can continue kicking goals, then I think McDonald's are really important. Um, What I'd say is that, again, I don't think West Coast are going to have such an easy run in the second half of the year. So Hearn and and Yo uh, might be a little bit more questionable. I like Webster and Simpson because they are doing that in poor teams. So they're getting absolutely smacked and still pumping out decent averages. Um, So... That sort of leans me more towards those players, um, but we'll see. Um, now, we'll quickly go on to the forwards. Uh, Tommy Mack's actually the uh, number one ranked forward as well. So, uh, that's something. That's just selfish, Chris. It is. Um, our, oh, well, my ranked forwards were uh, Gray, Heaney, Smith, Walters, Billings, um, Green, Franklin, Lambert, McLean, Sicily. So, most of those are actually in the top ten. Yeah.
1: Green, injured, um, obviously, Billings out. Um, Walters... Well, he, Walters wouldn't be in the top 10, though. No, he's bit, not.
0: only because he got injured. He'd be, yeah, it, If he
1: didn't get injured, then technically, Well, yeah.
0: and he, maybe he didn't give away a stupid 50-meter penalty. Oh, and yeah. A, How do you feel about kick? that? Oh, mate, terrible. Because he ended up on 67. He was much higher than that and had an opportunity to go further. He got dragged for the last two minutes of the game in a crucial part of the game where he could have yep. got quite a lot of points. Well, And a 50-meter so, against
1: and a free, well, free kick yeah, against. Yeah, it was 10
0: points less plus. Free kick
1: against and then 50 meters against. Yes,
0: exactly right. Because it
1: was two separate incidences.
0: Yeah, so it was not not good for scoring and it was not good for his average either. But um, yeah, so look, we're having a look here. And Lambert's.
1: Has stunk it up with Prestia out. They came back and
0: then he went back yeah, down. Yeah, but still,
1: with Prestia out, Lambert is yeah. as useless as a cock flavored lollipop.
0: It's true. Well, I mean, some people that if might. be You can be dodge useful. a wrench. You can dodge a ball. <laughs> That's true.
1: Um, good so on, good on that guy that picked up our uh, dodgeball references. Yeah,
0: and our, our movie references, which are they're not quite niche, but I think they're you know.
1: Well, I guess can't, can't hardly taste. wait. I don't know yeah. how many of these boys
0: or, yeah. and then ladies, yeah. should I say, I have seen can't hardly That's wait. True. But
1: if you have, then awesome.
0: Um, so Isaac Heaney, um, he's the number two, and he'll pr- I think he'll probably be um, close, to, close, pretty close to one by the end of the year. Seems to be in good form. One hundred seven point eight average with a one ten five grand average. Yep. So we were worried whether he could push it up a notch, Chris.
1: We did say he could hit hundred, yep. but uh, we weren't sure whether he could push that one ten, and he's he's getting there.
0: Yeah. But he, you know what? He's not. He stops. He has great first quarters, or goes in a halftime on seventy eighty, yep. and then he just goes missing for a quarter. I don't know if it's because his role changes. Maybe he gets pushed forward to the ball, whatever it is. He's also not kicking the goals he should. He's taking marks in good spots and kicking points. And it's really frustrating. So I think that he definitely can average more. This year, I think he's prob- that's probably around where he's going to hit. Maybe a 105 average for the-, for the whole year, which is what we predicted anyway. Um, McLean is the third highest averaging forward on 106.7 with a 109.25 game average. Really impressed with McLean this year, and I didn't think he was going to be that good. I thought maybe a 98 to no, 100 average. Either. I don't so, think I even
1: had him in my top 10, Chris, so there you go.
0: Yeah. Um, Gray, this is where it starts to get a bit interesting. So a lot of people are looking at Gray as a training option. He's averaging the exact same as McLean. However, he has a five game of 96.4. Um, and, of course, that's a role change. So will he be top 10? Yeah. But if you're trading him in, you're basically trading him now at, at, what, a 97 average of potential for over the next however long. I don't think that's enough to trade in Robbie Gray I'm as a top him six forward. You bringing him in, you're taking Bring, the risk. I'm bringing him in. The, I mean the good thing is this, uh if they decide to put, you know, Rockcliffe in a different role and they could, you know, Gray could go nuts. He also has already had his buyers so you get that bonus as well. Um so I'm not hating it, I just uh I'm I'm cautious if you don't have him. Um, Sicily, again, so he's the uh, the fifth highest averaging, 105, uh, as mentioned in the defense as well. Westhoff is the sixth highest averaging, so he's top six right now with a 102.8 average. Unfortunately, again, he's got a five-round average of 91.4, has had some poor games. Um, watching those games and watching his scores, it's more his ball use as opposed to his scoring potential. He's getting a lot more DT points than he is super coach, and that's because he's turning the ball over of late. So I don't know if that's because... Um, pressure around the ball I mean sometimes it's uncontested situations just turning it over
1: yeah you were loving the uh, getting on the West Off train doo, doo. Yeah, and then I, the, the train left the station it was like
0: um, Dream World man, where 140k's
1: out of the gate and then slows up
0: yeah and he was going at 28% by foot too but um, he kicked those goals which obviously spiked his score and then stopped which was again really frustrating ended up hitting a 90 which I'm okay with I think he got a 92 but um, yeah and He's got the potential to go a 140 in any given week. So, the thing I like about West Office is he can win you a game.
1: Yep. And Franklin, a 102. Yep. Uh, with a five round of 90.4. So, that was really uh, lowered then by the Brisbane game where it was wet. Yep. Uh, well, he's doing, but more- also,
0: he's doing all right. But at the end of the day, I mean, he had that 180 in week one. Yep. And he's only averaging 102 As with a five round average of 90.4. So, he's inflated. I think he's more of a probably got average 95 for the year. Which is what we sort of thought, wasn't it, I'm sure? Yeah, I've brought him in and he's pretty
1: much gotten me 200s in a row, so I'm okay with it. Yeah,
0: and you're okay with it, yeah. Um, Mitch Robbo is out, unfortunately injured, but 101.8 average as the eighth highest averaging forward. Uh, with a 101.25 game average, so pretty consistent from Robo. Yep, same
1: as uh, Darling's out as well, so 99.8 average with a 106.65 round.
0: Yeah, and obviously that 99.8 average was severely impacted by his injury. And I believe Menengola is over 95, Chris. He is a 96.3 right now with a 98.25 game average. And he's halfway. He is. Again, not someone I think that you can bring in. I don't think he's going to really impact your... Um, no, and
1: I think once I get closer to the end of the, of the year, scores. I think when, when when those other guys go in a bit more, I think uh, he'll be up and down like, yeah, a, yeah. like a yo-yo. Uh, Hogan, an interesting one. Um, 96.1 uh, average with a three round of 92.6, which so is f- really inflated five, by- Five rounds, sorry. Five rounds, sorry. Um, and it's really inflated again by a couple of those uh, big wins that they've had.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Um, though I, I actually preferred Hogan earlier in the year when he was playing more mid-minutes, but- that's changed now well, so Brian's back yeah so he doesn't have the mid time that he was having and Tom McDonald seems to be their number one target moving forward of the ball so um I'm not sure whether that's because there's more focus put into Hogan as the better forward and therefore McDonald gets off the leash a little bit more but the, it's interesting to see that um from the two literally Tom Tommy Max averaging 17 points more than him per game that's a lot um Uh, I threw this one in here as well. Uh, 13th highest average, uh, uh, Devin Smith, 94.2 with a 95.8 five-round average. Not going in the way that we wanted him to go, but he gets robbed. He gets robbed for points.
1: And he kind of robs himself. But, hey, he's doing better than Billings.
0: That's true. Um, And just uh, as a side note here, uh, so if if you're really after a value selection, a really surprising one out there is uh, Tom Hawkins. Um, So he's averaging 105.4 over the last five rounds. He got up the ground a lot more this week. Yeah, he's uh, moved up the ground to a centre-half forward role and he's sitting in the logos and taking contested marks and he's still kicking goals. He's just outside the square. Now, if he's going to continue that, that could be a really good POD selection. So someone take note of. Now, I don't think we really need to touch much on the rucks, but, I mean, really, if you don't have Gorn and Grundy, who are the number one and number two, uh, you, and you're wanting to trade a ruckman, you probably need to go to Gorn or Grundy. Yeah. So, so um, well,
1: what, what about you and I, Chris? We're sitting with the nicknat option. option. Yeah, getting, we're getting it's interesting. Low, we're getting low on trades. Is it worth it?
0: Um, The issue is it's 23 points per game. It's not a sniff in the dark. It's not just, oh, five or ten points. I even think that um, Nick Nat will probably average 115 for the rest of the year. That's still 10 points shy of what um, a Gordon Grundy can do. So is it worth it? It probably is if you've got the trades um, after the buy, of course, so after this week. Um, And if you're going for overall scoring, I think it it might be worth it. There's a lot of money, though, to get up to there. You're going to have to put another 120, 130K in from a Nick Nat to a, a Grundy. So... Um, you really got to hope that Nickna has a nice run of form, and then you can sideways. Uh, it's yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy, but um, uh, some interesting ones as well. I mean, Martin's going all right. He's travelling quite nicely, 105.5. So he's he's had a, a quite a good run. He's also had a five-round average of 108.2. Again, it's just nowhere near Gorn and Grundy. So <laughs> they're probably in this. Martin owners are probably in the same boat as Nat owners. At the end of the day.
1: Yeah, so grandy has got a break even of one hundred and fifty one, Chris. Yep. He's six hundred and thirty one k compared to a Nick Danuwe who's five hundred and thirteen
0: k. So you so need you to throw one hundred and twenty. Yeah, uh, and you've got you would want to do it next week, right? When he comes back. So, um, especially with those three easy games coming up, he could easily average one forty. Yeah. For that. Now, some outside smokies. I mean, if you want to have a look at these guys, Goldstein's got a uh, a five round average now one hundred three point six, uh, which is quite high for Goldie um, at this time of the year. So. Um, and Sandy actually surprisingly, so I know he has uh, had two games off with concussion, but a 106.2 average for Sandy in the last five rounds. So not bad at all from, uh, my old Sandy land. So that was pretty good. Um, so to me, I think y- you have to look at, uh, Grundy's really, if you're looking for a ruck, Grundy's the only one you should be trading in or gone if you don't have him, but most people do. Um, outside of that, I don't think you can be going to, to Nick Nat or a subpar rock that you think might average the same because they're just not. There's just no leagues that are different. Um, just in touch with the forwards, anyone there that you say is a must-have um, from the sort of more POD selections?
1: Oh, I think you could throw a stone over so many of them, Chris. Yeah, they're um, all sort of averaging
0: around about the well, same. I think
1: uh, Heaney, McLean, um, yeah.
0: McLean's the one, isn't he? This, this week especially.
1: Yeah, you, McLean. You've got to get in McLean Sicily if you don't have him. as well, possibly, if you don't have him. Yep. Uh, that's pretty much the only ones in grey are the only ones I'd probably consider.
0: Yeah. Outside of that, there's a blanket over your, say, a 102 average right down to a 95 average of players that could at any week win you a game. And then it's it's probably um, uh, six and one half dozen together the next week. So um, interesting.
1: Yeah. So um, mind, mind you, Chris, it's only 80k on top of Fritz this week for Robbie Gray.
0: Yeah, yeah, and Fritz has done really well. I, I'm actually going Fritz to McLean this week, so that's my upgrade this week. So, well, there you go. Um, yeah, and that'll be my uh, last trade for the forward line. My forward line's completely done. So I've got um, Heaney, Gray, Westhoff, Smith, McLean, and who's my last one there? Sicilian forwards, defence? no, Sicily's in um, in defence. Let me just oh, pull up my team. Because work I've got out, your a stuff, idea. Chris. Um, and I've moved. Uh, I've moved uh, Westhoff forward. So. Uh, here we go Oh Walters of course But he's not playing this week Sorry I forgot about him um, So he's enough. my F6 So yeah interesting um, Now should we go into The round review guys uh, Yeah so first
1: a of all long-winded. Q&A Chris we'll Just quickly oh, touch w- on Sorry What the uh, kind people Want to know And yep. uh, we'll, then we'll just Whiz through the We've already touched on A lot of the games anyway But we'll just get We'll go through the round review Yep uh, Okay so basically uh, Nelson would like to know uh, He currently doesn't have Yo should I buy now Or wait a week To move Dodie to him, I think go now.
0: Go now. There's no point in waiting on him. He's probably, might get you another 15, 20 points. So,
1: yeah, exactly. So, there's no point holding just because for that. And Um, Dodie
0: has a fairly high break even, too. I think he's uh, 86 break even. So, he's probably not going to make you any cash.
1: And he has a very good question. He says, uh, JJK is tempting me. Can Chris be the angel on my left shoulder and tell me why I should get him and Ben be (laughs) the devil um, to tell me why not? And uh,
0: let's take, do you want to do that? I'll start first. Okay.
1: He's horrible. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> he's just, he is he is full stop He that. is so bad that Kernow is going, "Well, you're bad." Like <laughs> Seriously. Uh, no, so okay, mean. no, but in, in in to be completely honest, uh, look he's a great player. He has averaged well in the past, but the fluctuations in his score have always been huge. I don't know if he can get the high highs that he has previously. Plus West Coast, as we've said last week, probably have one of the hardest draws to finish the year. Harder draw means he generally probably won't score as well. He used to towel up when you have a Carlton and a Gold Coast, he'd just get you a 180. So they don't have those, which means that for me, even though he is cheap and I do like him, we mentioned it previously where I was tempted,
0: uh, it's just not a viable option. Uh, I'll tell you why he, you why he can. Um, no, no, he says, he says why you should. Yeah, exactly right. Not so, can, not can, Chris. Okay, here's why you, here's why you should. Um, Dak Darling's out of the team for at least four to six weeks. So you've got to have at least four to six weeks of consistent scoring where he should be the main focal target in the forward 50. Um, You also have Nick Nat that is getting better and spending more time as a ruckman, which means more clearances to guess who? Luke Shuey, he's coming back from injury this week. So better service in the forward line from their primary three midfielders in Yo, who's an amazing kick uh, into the forward 50. Gaff, who's an outside machine and can hit a target on the chest. And Luke Shuey is an inside beast so you got three guys that are going to be in their prime with uh, the best ruckman in the competition tapping down to them with more uh, time on the in, in the ruck especially over the next four to six weeks so all that kicking towards the one player yeah sure he's good. especially over the next six weeks should at least average you 105-110
1: ding Times up I think I won
0: <laughs> okay and so, as we go to the judge of score guys yeah yeah you won yeah okay maybe we should start a poll who won that debate okay yeah yeah uh, we we'll put that on um on 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 uh, facebook, on, on facebook on twitter, and twitter. Uh,
1: okay so who's more likely to average more for the rest of the season Bont, Cripps or Gaff uh, i'm going to say uh Cripps
0: uh, oh, I don't like any of those. Yeah, is there, is there a round four? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're asking this question because you're looking for uh, someone who's just come off this buy. Yep. So essentially, you're looking at, um, you know, uh, or I mean, maybe, uh, I wouldn't say what. Well, I think no. Gaff and Chris- Kernow is the answer. Oh, wow. I, I'm uh, honestly, I'll, I'm Kernow. If you're looking at someone who is unique, who, who's scoring more than all of them, well, Gaff's got to be unique. Yeah, yeah, but I think that um, in terms of scoring power, I think he's got a harder draw um, and he's going down for the rest of the year. I
1: think Crips, I think he'll still be top 10 at the end of the year. I think think he's still, look, I
0: think still Crips is still going to go, okay, he's still going to have your big games. I just, I can't see him playing 22 of 22 games. They literally dragged him across the finish line last week. Mate, he had a week off. They gave him a a shot of something. (laughs)
1: Sure. Uh, Okay, so, and he also says, is uh, JJK and Rockliffe still worth it at the 400 price tag? I think uh, if you haven't got Rockliffe already, probably you don't have to. No, I don't. Um, he got like a flat 100. He's not really doing
0: that great. Even his big games are going to be a 95 to 100. They're not going to be a, a 121, 41, Yeah, he's playing percent. the team role
1: now, as you can see. Um, so,
0: yeah, yeah, so JJK for me, I think is the one that definitely can hit uh, some really nice scores. Uh, Dave Swizz sent us a message. Yeah, he was um, uh, discussing uh, a couple of things, but we ended up going, <laughs> it's funny, um, he messaged me saying, I'm th- uh, I said, oh, I'm thinking of this. And he's like, yeah, oh, Chris, good, because no? I was thinking the same thing. No, so going early on, Joel Smith. Right. So, uh, if you're looking at some, at someone that you need in midfield, but you, you've already got a full complement of midfielders or close enough to on your field this week, then you can afford to uh, downgrade to get cash to a Joel Smith. I think he's got the, uh, one of the highest job securities out of the available rookies, especially. Um, and I'm definitely looking, I, I want him, um, in my team for the rest of the year. So. Um, yeah, I think that that was a good one. Yep,
1: fair enough. Uh, Stonesy says F6 Westhoff or Buddy uh, D6 Hearn. So he says he already got Laird Simpson, uh, Sicily Savage, etc. Uh Webster possible luxury for Savage side trade later. Um, and add this to the equation: Tom McDonald looks like the
0: best forward now. Well, he doesn't just look like it. He, he is, is the best forward. and the best defender. So, uh, if you wanted to have a look at him, I would hundred percent. Yeah, look I'd, I'd
1: probably then go uh, with a West Off or a Buddy this week if you're looking for the F six, and then next week, uh, well, I would no, I'd, in, I would West off in-
0: wins that battle hands down because Buddy's got another, he's still got the buy. So, if you're uh, looking yes. at West Off versus Buddy, you'd have to. Well, it comes down to the average again. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Again, a, fi- a five to seven point average swing. Buddy would have to average to score more for the rest of the year. Um, so for me it's a West off easy because I think that he will definitely at least average 100 for the rest of the year which means that you'd have to be banking on Buddy to average 107 and I don't think he's ever think I mean, he's, he's gonna, only ever gone to 108 well, once
1: and I will counter that saying I don't know if he has grey so I'm going to say grey based on the same principles except I think he'll average more yeah. than West Off for the rest of the
0: year in um, terms of what you've got left there um, yes you're in, you're right in terms of Webster as a luxury trade but I mean I would be looking at Webster to bring in but of course that he has a bad buy that probably doesn't fit your structure so I might even um, I might
1: even sideways uh, heater to uh, Tom McDonald
0: yeah yeah that could be something you could look at as well yeah I don't mind that if I want to play the risk game I don't have enough trades to be doing that sort of shit. Either though.
1: do I, Chris? But I'm living vicariously. <laughs>
0: well, that's not really living vicariously. You. That's not what that. I'm gonna oh, live okay, through Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna throw throw
1: a question to the wind and live through you. Fair uh okay. So let's go to the next question, Russ. Uh, what are your thoughts on the cheating to win a thousand dollars for the round article? I hate it. I don't think
0: it should be. It should be a cutoff to win any prizes. Um, I know why they have it there. You should not be able to create a team now. No, I'll I'll give them this, though. Like, when I first started in um, fantasy football, which was, I don't even know how many years ago, eight, nine years ago, whatever it might have been, it was a dream team at the time, the AFL dream team, and I joined it really late in the year. It was, like, round 19 or 20. I just wanted to throw some players around and see what it was. Now... I obviously I had no intention of winning any prizes out of it, but I just wanted some access to it. Now I can understand if they do that, but I wouldn't make them able to. Like, so you could, yeah, no, you shouldn't be able to win a a major prize if you're not in by the deadline. Yeah, there's no way people pay spend months in uh, pre-season trying to plan for it, for you to come in and spend 10 minutes on a side and get lucky and pop a 1,000? No. Yeah,
1: especially this week no, with, everyone, with all about. the main guys out. Yeah. To, like, just load up a full team. Yep.
0: Yeah. And, and the fact that they promote it, that's pretty shit. Yep. Uh, I... I don't know. Ask anyone who plays Super property I'll probably tell you the same yeah, thing, I think. Ask
1: any racer, any real racer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. Um, all right, and the last one, uh, Giro versus uh, MyChek Job Security. Giro, uh, Giro has a lot higher job security, and it's obviously based on the fact that um, thingo uh Ross Lyon's playing the kids. Yep. He's playing the kids, and he's only got two games. He had great waffle form. MyChek's probably not going to play next week. I'll give you that. There's some free for nothing. Um, so, Buckley, again, I, I did mention this on the last podcast, but Buckley came out and said that it's unlikely that Reed and Myercek will play in the same forward line um, because they play the same role. So, Majacek is playing Reed's role. Uh, Reed is supposed to be coming back uh, this week. So, the, the week of the bye. Yeah, maybe they'll put him in the seconds. Yeah, they might.
1: For a t- week. For give a week. Him some
0: confidence. Yeah, they, uh, they, and that's something they might do. But yeah, play, you also got, play your way back in, mate. You you know? You've also got Darcy Moore coming back.
1: Yeah,
0: where's he gonna go? So here's he the issue. He won't go defence. Well, he is killing it. He, that's what I mean. So uh, Lyndon Dunn is having an absolute blinder of a season. He's shutting down most most defenders. Yes, he's most not. Forwards. Well, sorry, not most forwards. He's he's not the uh, polished. Um, you know. Six foot nine defender that's yeah you know, going yeah you know, like an Andrews or something with long reach. He's just doing a job and he's yep. doing it pretty well to a. Fair he's to just trying to, to intimidate them and muscle them. You see it? He's yeah. getting
1: in everyone's face, mate. But the way he learned that-, that from um, being at Melbourne.
0: Yeah, I mean the way that uh, Collingwood's playing the defense, they're playing a really high line. So they're playing a high line, and they've got a, basically a line of four marking defenders. They've got Jeremy Howe, who's a ridiculous uh, marking defender. Um, Lyndon Dunn, Tom Langdon, and Matt Scharenberg. All those guys are are fantastic at reading the ball and taking an intercept mark. Where does Darcy Moore or Reed fit into there? They're definitely not going to match them for pace. Definitely, they obviously are taller, so they can take those marks, but they haven't been doing it. They haven't been clunking it. So why would you take a guy that's performing a role out to do that? And you've got Jack Crisp as well, who's been um, fairly consistent. So, yeah, I'm... I hazard a guess that they're not going to put either Reid or more in defence. They're going to have them forward to the ball. Yep, I'm Mike with you. My check's that guy. So
1: I'm with you there. Um, yep. So let's just move across to the old Twitter sphere. Is Harris Andrews a real top six defender? Uh, and does he come before Hurley and Hearn?
0: Well, he's averaging more than Hurley, and is uh, and he's got a much much better five round average than Hurley. Um, but he's not averaging more than Hearn. Um, and he doesn't have a... But he has a but higher, higher five-round five average.
1: average. And he has but shown a lot of promise lately.
0: He does. Hearn doesn't have the binding will. No,
1: that's so the difference.
0: You do have that. So if
1: you need someone to play...
0: If you need someone for this week, Yeah. then I could go Hearn. Um, but I love Harris Andrews, and I think as a unique pick, um, again, doing it in a side that the ball's always going down there, he's just killing it. Uh, I'm I'm so impressed with him, and uh, I'd go to the football to watch someone like Harris Andrews just dominate a yep. back and line. Yeah,
1: and he's in 1% of sides.
0: Yeah, super unique. So, um, if you are looking for a unique option, if you if you don't have any in your team, you're looking to make a charge. Harris Andrews could be a player. He's at very least serviceable. So he's going to get you a decent score, um, and hopefully get you a big one. But he um, he doesn't generally go really big, does he? It's, it's always fairly consistent. Although
1: so, he has scored a 130 and a 152 this year so far. Yeah. With a few, like a 115 that's, and a 100. That's ba- such a yeah. rants
0: looking scoreline. Yeah,
1: like a lot of 90s yeah. with some big scores thrown in. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly right. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I can see that for the rest of the season. So yeah, if you're looking for a unique option, who's, not, who's going to be around the mark without being outside, that's exactly what a unique option is. It's on an every given week like last week. He gets a, a really massive score and spikes your win. That's what a unique option is supposed to do. But he's not going to hurt you in the season. So um, something to consider moving forward is that, yeah, if you're looking for a unique, not a bad option. I like it.
1: Okay. Nice, Chris. Excellent. Uh, okay. Let's just move on to the next question. Um, so, yeah, it's job security, which we've already touched on anyway. Of gyros, uh, yep. Is Ahern a better option? Um, pretty much... I think so. Yeah,
0: Hearn's probably the best uh, mid forward you're gonna have for the remainder of the year. So, uh,
1: yeah, or is Hearn better than uh, Ainsworth for West Coast? Which, yeah. Oh 100%, yeah, and
0: hundred He probably won't come back and play. I think I don't. I think he was dropped before their last game anyway, Ainsworth. So,
1: yep. Uh Tim Smith, hey, thanks for commenting again, Tim Smith. Uh, hopefully, you play next week. Uh, not <laughs> not this one coming after you. By obviously, uh, is Hibbard uh, to go now? Hundred percent.
0: Yeah, can't have him. You uh, can't. No. Nah. No, no. Oh, come on, come on, Chris. Tell the client folks something. He was playing tall and he wasn't even playing well. <laughs> he's, um, I don't, he's just not the same player. I mean, I look at Hibbard the same way I look at Dangerfield. They've, ba- they've both basically dropped 15 points per game on average. And they're just not the same player. They're serviceable and they're going to play every week but they're just not the same player anymore. All right, Chris, just sorry, while I, was, I
1: threw you threw you off a little bit there, Chris. Uh, Harris Andrews, so in his last nine games, so you take out his first three rounds, okay, so his first three rounds, he didn't start too well. He got a 67, he got an 81, and he got a 57. Yep. Since after round three, for the last nine
0: rounds, he's averaging
1: 106.6.
0: Yeah, well, that's as good, if not better, than um, Kate okay. Simpson.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah, 100%.
0: Yeah. So, yep.
1: so there you go, 106.6 for his last nine rounds, everybody. Can't complain about that, mate. And 1% ownership. So not saying go go for him, but uh, he could be a very good option with that. Yeah, um, the only issue is,
0: is the buy, but if you can get around it, then go for it, I reckon.
1: Yep. Uh, okay, so Seeker11. Uh, thank you for commenting. Again, Seeker. Depending on team selections, um, who knows about Laird and Dusty at this stage? Uh, he could have 23 this week. Woo. Excellent. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, So I could trade in around 13 by a primo player to ensure an extra primo on field in round 14 thoughts on this guys. Um, Should I move Jay uh, Kelly over Oliver?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's the same as the Joel Smith thing, isn't it? I mean, he's not going to be on your field. I mean, um, if you're, if you're just doing it because you don't have the trades to do next week, I'm not against it, but um. I mean it it's kinda of sucks. But that then you're it also but it's premium. also you're
1: taking your top eighteen, so you know, who
0: knows how that'll go. With twenty three uh, on field, it's not a bad thing.
1: It's not a bad thing. If especially yeah, if you if you have plans for your, your trades next week. Um yeah. you know, like for instance if you wanna see if one of these other rookies gets named and you know that you know, you know, you know that your premium is gonna play.
0: Um, then sure,
1: it's yeah, uh, definitely it's, a
0: different strategy. I think it's um, with with the amount, I mean not many people are going to have 23 to play. Actually Seeker, so trade, a unique position, so Seeker you know.
1: trade him because I've only got 18 on field this week so <laughs> get, <laughs> just get rid of him mate, get rid of
0: him. Fair enough.
1: Uh, okay so Nathan says, if you have 20 playing this week, is it worth going early on getting a player to help the buys oh, okay. next week, to cover yeah. a donut next week? Yeah, as you said, so the same Smith.
0: thing, yeah, uh, Joel Smith. No, Joel yeah. Smith, sorry yeah. not Tim Smith. Uh, yeah, again, same thing, yeah I mean if you've got uh, the players that, to to be able to do it, I'm probably in a very similar position to Nathan Mar- Marl there. So, um, I'm doing it with a Joel Smith. Um, doing it with a primo is probably a little bit different because I don't want to um harm my uh scoring. And if you're going for overall, then there's possibly a round 12 by play that you could pick up that might average you around about the same but get more points. Yep, overall. But yep. if you've got 23, then it may not be as big of an issue. So, yeah. Okay, fair enough.
1: All hmm. right. Well, I hope you have enjoyed the, the uh, revisiting the top 10 and that sort of stuff, guys. Uh, a little bit different. Seeing the buy rounds. I know a lot of other podcasters are probably just doing like a, what, 50-minute flat this one. So we do appreciate you. This has gone on a little. Uh, Hopefully you've enjoyed that insight and to help you pick some players up through the buys, which is what it's all about.
0: Exactly right.
1: Um, So we'll be pretty quick through the round reviews. Uh, Some of the games were absolute rubbish. So, (laughs) you know, uh, Gold Coast. (laughs) <laughs> St. Kilda <laughs> St. Kilda so look the first one uh, Port Adelaide versus Richmond uh, this is a Friday night worked out pretty well was on TV I was in the Valley I went out and saw a gig Dead Letter Circus if anyone's a fan of Dead Letter Circus uh, Brisbane band who have uh, some numerous Triple J hottest 100 hits good on you um, anyway so we watched the first half of this game yep. uh, Richmond all over them in the first quarter uh, looked really good and I thought oh here we go I tip Port Adelaide and then uh, Polek had a horrible first quarter. Absolutely horrible. Just turning it over? Just, yeah, it was not good. And um, credit to him, he got probably one of the best rippings at quarter time. Got absolutely sprayed and then comes out. And his second quarter was very influential in actually getting put out laid ahead. Turned them around. And, you know, not many players can sort of, you know, turn around a game halfway through. And, uh, but kudos to him. So uh, the, him. the big, the big, the big news is, is uh, Chad Winger. So he hasn't been doing well. Had not on confidence. CBAs,
0: didn't he? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he's gone getting the guts.
0: Yep. Um, which is good about time, Hinkley. Like, you know, change something up. You're losing games of football. You've got to do something different to, you know, the, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. Like Collingwood? No, they're changing stuff. Shut up. <laughs> up, we won. This year. Yeah. yeah.
1: You can't talk to me like <laughs> yeah. that. We won this week. <laughs> um and, and Ollie Wines. Uh it's yeah, funny he had game. Well, here's the funny thing, right? And the reason he went massive, Chris. Um, as we know, Ollie Wines, horrible kick. Yep. So he got these real contested balls and like shank kicks it and it just happens to go to a oh, player on the lead. Yeah. That's so classic. Like 20, 30 metre kick, shanks it. Like someone's he's picked it up and just thrown it on the boot and then someone's just like Just fall short. Literally, yeah. someone's just running and it's just got, oh, mark.
0: <laughs> like, and I, he, did, he did a couple of those. I saw, I saw, saw the, um, uh, just after the second half. So I I was on a plane at the time of this flight um, going to Melbourne and um. I came in at half time and I was like, "Oh, Westhoff's going awesome! He's just kicked three goals and just like trying to sledge you." Mate, you should have stayed on the plane, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, and, and the then other as soon I start watching, I'm like, where is Westhoff, he's well, not. And even the other thing Oli
1: once was doing, besides getting all that contested ball, he, he um he kicked quite a few long inside fifties. Yeah. So
0: booted at fifty meters to a contest. Oh, yeah, classic, uh, effective yep. kick. Yeah. Yeah. But I like to call that the Trelaw.
1: Yeah, the Trelaw. <laughs> if you can't handle it, kick it as far as you can, and Mason, the, Mason Cox the, will
0: just bring it to ground. The, the Jack Crisp is also, he <laughs> yeah. loves he loves a good long straight to a contest kick. Mate, Tom I, Langdon is, a, is also a dead ringer for it.
1: I was actually a bit concerned, Chris. Uh, I don't want to carry on too long, but I was a bit concerned. I sent Jack Crisp an email this week. <laughs> I was trying to work out how he kicks so horrible, and apparently, Chris, the reason he kicked it out of bounds on the full <laughs> is he spotted a guy in a Lions jumper.
0: Ah, yes, of course. Yeah, old
1: old habits die hard. Yes. Um, That makes sense. Yep, yep. He was actually
0: worried about Chris Fagan's hammy that he did. Oh, but he wasn't up there. That was a bad joke. It's okay, keep going. (laughs) Jeez. Way to try and tap into my joke, Chris. Uh, Okay, so, but
1: look, not too much else. Uh, Rockcliffe got 100. Um, You're looking at Robbie Gray got a 91, so playing a lot more forward again. Um... Jasper Pittard with a, uh, what,
0: uh, a 78? So first game back
1: in. Uh, yeah. Yep. I don't, I don't know about him. Maybe in a draft league. Yeah. Maybe.
0: We've, do we still have him in our draft league? I don't think so. No, I, think, okay, he's, okay. I think he's toast. Um, yeah.
1: J- uh, short I brought in in draft. Yeah. Uh, we did mention Hooli being out. Short looked impressive. Uh, gets a 111. So that's he's probably one big of his... boot on him, doesn't he? Oh, one of his better games too. And yeah. he, his actual uh, three and five round average now is actually looking pretty good. So his three round average is 100.7 with a five round of 92.4. Yeah, Ah, uh,
0: perfect for draft. Great for draft. Great little smoke. Yeah, the here. problem
1: is I'm not going to be able to get rid of him next week now they have the buy. <laughs> no,
0: exactly. Can't drop him, No, yeah. not for draft. Yeah.
1: He can't do it now. Um Rants with a 104 turned back the time a little bit. Uh did another
0: little bit of a dive. And Yeah, uh, I saw <laughs> it was oh, that was more momentum though that one I don't was, think that one was really a, 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 like a dive per se. No, that I think one it was, was more momentum for sure. But um yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's always going to get that judgment for the rest of the season now and well, if he does it he again, is. And he, there's he been a f- be. there's been a
1: few of them where they kind of cop and like oh you know it reminds me of, like a green uh yeah for, totally, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. For, no, for Josh my, Green Josh yeah. Green um or even like Milksham I think They're trying to throw it a little bit anyway Milk. uh He's
0: Miles to oh how free many kicks? how many disposals
1: <laughs> how many disposals did Miles oh, get terrible. I would like to know because uh, we had one of our uh, listeners comment saying that he wanted to bring in Miles and we're like no like uh, he went really big yeah early, VFL didn't he? form doesn't yeah. count he went huge early. But I think he was paying like eight dollars fifty to one for thirty disposals or more. Yeah, not enough. No, not enough. Oh hell no. But he might have got there. So good on you. Uh Lambert got an eighty. Um uh, Brendan Ells got a seventy seven. So literally great, the rest it was of It's great it... to
0: see Josh Caddy get a forty seven for a change. That was really nice. Uh, and Caddy
1: got a forty seven. <laughs> so
0: and, and <laughs> yes. Tobin and Kervis to get a fifty four. So
1: Yes. Yeah, that um, that that helped me. Yeah, this it did. Week and I think it the rankings it
0: probably affected a lot of um uh, teams that have been relying on their scores quite a bit. So. Yeah, and
1: even like Cochin, they have sixty. So yeah, yep. they they after that quarter time mark, they just kind of yeah went went away. Uh, apart from that, that's it for that game. Uh, Geelong and North, I also watched quite a lot of. Yeah. Uh, this is the funny part. So get down hungover as hell on the Saturday after dead letter, rocking my guts off. Um, and uh, we get to the apartment and it has Foxtel. So it so, <laughs> so good. So you to
0: sit there watching football.
1: Hungover. The missus wants to have a sleep. I was like, yeah, that's fine, babe. That's fine. Have a nap. Yeah, have a nap. Yeah, yeah. So let's just nap. I'll on just
0: the, chill. let just, just nap on right the there. couch.
1: <laughs> And uh, so I was watching uh, a lot of the Geelong and North Melbourne game. Loved Gary Ablett tailing up.
0: P.S. Um, do you do the whole, like, if, you, if they, they, they fall asleep or have a nap? You definitely don't wake them up until after the game, hey? Oh no, I but waited until. Then,
1: I, no, no, get this, Chris. I waited until after the game and then I was like, okay, babe, you should probably go to bed now because we had normal TV in the bedroom and then the
0: Gold Coast came oh, was nice. us. That's fantastic. <laughs> so they, no, 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 babe, go to bed, go to bed. So I went no, to the bedroom. Just, just chill. Turned it on, yeah. Just chill. Yeah, so watch the Then uh, do you was, do okay, the whole you blame them for going to sleep because I do that all the time.
1: Well, then I had a little. Nap. I'm like, oh, well, it's well, your well, fault. You went to bed. Well, to be fair, Chris, <laughs> watching the Gold Coast GWS game, I probably fell asleep after about a quarter and a half. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not going to lie, and then went to the cats. Yeah, as you do. But turning back the clock, at a 151, um, still got a lot of outside ball. But, yeah, kick goals, got the ball, hit targets. He's just elite with his with his
0: foot. Uh, foot. Yep. Foot. <laughs> um Sean Higgins is uh, is having oh, a real good pearl patch. But he, does, he does this every year where he has a really nice pearl patch. The start of last year, I brought him in after four rounds and he was just absolutely killing it. Yeah. Um, and then he just trails off. So, I, I look, I really hope that he can continue his form because I think he's a great Great player. I, I but, 100% um, agree. Yeah. Last
1: year, I had him uh, in draft in the forward line, and, yeah, it worked out well. But, uh, yeah, a little bit more consistent this year, I feel, though. So, yep. he is uh, probably one of the standouts, to be honest. Yep. Uh, Hawkins, as we said already, got up the ground a lot more, kicked goals, got marks, did it all. He yep. looked really impressive. For Hawkins. And Hawkins can look off-touch sometimes, but he was on form. Um, Kuniko, 122. Jeez, regret not bringing him in.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, do we? Or, <laughs> like, uh, apparently um, I was reading a Twitter post. So someone, um, one of the uh, uh, Jock Reynolds uh, crew or, um, yeah, I think it was Jock Reynolds crew, where they were in one of their leagues, As person that um, they were playing had the vice on Kuniko.
1: No way! I'm not even joking. I'm like, <laughs> I'm
0: like, okay. Why? First start. <laughs> that, like, that's ridiculous. It must have been someone who's just not even paying attention to their team and that's was like, so oh good. yeah, sure. Like one week, I'll put him on.
1: That's so good. Uh, Tom's still got another hundred, so he's looking really good. Kelly ninety one, so not too bad. So for those yeah, um, for
0: those that held him, he's he's really put, for those that have held him, you, you can probably scores. upgrade
1: next week. He's four fifteen k. So when we got
0: rid of him at four hundred k, he's now and gone he's up. got a thirty one break even now. That's stupid. Right. so bad. That hurts me. So that hurts. Much. I know. It hurts me as much as it hurts you about your I suppose.
1: Yeah. Oh no, that probably hurts more. I think, than we <laughs> did, and we both did.
0: and we both did it along with the rest, rest of the community. So. Yep.
1: Uh, yeah. Look, apart from that, not too much Uh I mean, look,
0: Black Carbs did do a good. Is it Black Carbs or Blitzars? Blitzars, I don't know who What cares? A, What? Someone F- fix, um, fix your name. Yeah, fix your name. Fix man.
1: your name, mate. Um, you Get changed,
0: cause is way better.
1: But uh, Menegola only <laughs> got a 65. Um, so Menegola again has the uh, up and down roller coaster. Yeah, he's so gonna
0: do that for the rest of the year.
1: He is, and Aaron Black got 35 before he went over himself. Oh, that so was not. That was. That not was- good. Uh Goldie, one twelve, so yep. he's actually, you know, looking pretty good actually. He's but serviceable.
0: Ag- again, against can't Geelong bring him in. everyone's scoring good against Geelong as a Ruckman.
1: Correct. But then you can't bring him in. No. So
0: like you're not going to bring him in over the other guys. No. Um you're not going to bring him over Grundy. Yep. Or Nick Nat or or Martin. So. And
1: apart from that, that's pretty much it for North, to be honest, as far as scorers, like Cunnington got a ninety three. Ah, uh, yeah, really. It was unfortunate that
0: Ahern only got a fifty-seven. So yeah, um, but the whole team didn't score well. They didn't. Yeah, Geelong hugged the ball. I mean, I I traded him in early so that I could get a decent on-field score from a rookie. So a little bit upset that that was a fifty-seven. You know, I was h- hoping for a seventy to eighty. So yeah, but yeah,
1: you take what you get. Oh yeah, you, you take. You play it. the risk, Whatever. you get the game. But uh, a lot of people
0: did it, and I'm not. I'm not. Like, it's not against it. So Yep,
1: and the next game, as we said, I fell asleep in. Then that's got to be a sign, as as anything. I think Tom Lynch has just given up. To be honest, um, uh, the
0: whole team's given up. Uh, the Gold Coast are are, are absolute uh, shambles right absolute now. Absolute
1: shambles. I'm surprised anyone scored a super catch hundred. To be honest, um, Jeremy Cameron. <laughs> Absolute clinic, one sixty eight.
0: Yeah. Um, just how many get in the end? Seven or eight? Oh, it's some heat. ridiculous just tell amount Tell them else. up. Yep. Tell them
1: up. Why don't you just try and get him instead of Lynch? You know.
0: I think uh, they tried, and then they cheaper. re-signed it like when yeah. his contract was.
1: Well, that's what they, that's what GWS can do
0: is yes. re-sign people. Yep, they can.
1: So and they're out in the middle of Western Sydney. I mean, come on.
0: Well, I Down mean coast, the beaches. What they've had is they've even the talent that they haven't re signed was pretty good. Yeah. So they were able to pick and choose. Okay, go, you're better than you, therefore you go. Yeah. Right, Gold Coast don't have that option because ev- everyone else is shit. Yeah, they're, they're so busy got giving up. they've their good players and they're just le- losing them.
1: And busy giving up second pick for Lockie Weller. Uh- <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's their fault. Who told them to pick up Lockie Weller for pick two? I bet, you know, Who's the guy at the end of that table going, you know what? This is what It's like one of those drunk texts going wrong. You're like, I did what?
1: I'm like, that's exactly what I doing. Like, Freeman are like, hey, hey, let's let's tell me what pick number two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pick hey, number- I, I see it
0: clearly Hey, now. guys, but are we, we, want, we want pick number two. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. And you're like... <laughs> someone actually <laughs> said that in the meeting he did what uh, yeah I see it clearly now we go into the bear pit said that the CEO goes he did what <laughs> oh. oh yeah no bad. but he wants to come here yeah he review, his reviews just anyway. yeah anyway uh, so
1: yeah so uh, Callum Ward as we said 156 went nuts uh, Kelly a 146 probably one of the best captain options for those
0: that did yeah uh, and, if he um, did good on you like risky but reward for oh, sure oh risk reward on that pick was is amazing especially captain because it was after the danger game so a lot of people did the VC on Danger, and then you had an op. You only had really three or four options. And there wasn't, there pick. wasn't many. It wasn't a great option. Uh, not with five so. and
1: danger and uh, Dusty out. Um, uh, DeBoer got a one hundred and thirty-one, so he's done that a couple times I now. I think everyone
0: got a one hundred yeah, and thirty-one. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Whitfield,
1: Shield, Hindenburg, um got hundreds, including Phil Davis got a hundred. Uh, Patton ninety-nine, Hopper yep.
0: ninety-four, and Shaw, Shaw oh, was like- going absolutely terrible.
1: Yeah, so and then like scraped an eighty. Ten minutes
0: into the last quarter, with the last three quarter, got scraped of, an eighty. I think
1: it was on like eighteen or something horrible yeah, like in the third, like third quarter, terrible. something terrible. Yeah. I'm like,
0: why have I done this to myself? Yeah. <laughs> why do I feel stupid? I was
1: like, wouldn't it be funny? I was like, oh, I saw them, said, so let's just put him side. Yeah. Um, anyway,
0: so that eighty was actually the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Oh, I, was I think so, it was so scaled so up as well. It was so good. So, I uh, I
1: do not have faith in him coming no. for the rest of the year. No, I do like, not. yeah, it's time to abort that ship. I think and now that Caniggia is gone, it makes it easy for me to part ways. I think. Oh. Well, half halfway out. I'm, probab-
0: I'm probably going to go. That were
1: the Bash brothers. <laughs> if I can't talk about one, then the other's gone, you know. Like, I can't do it. Uh, anyway, yeah, Gold Coast. Um, oh.
0: Let's skip it. Yeah, Let's Holman,
1: it. 57. His break even like 80 odd now, so you could get rid of him if you don't need points on field.
0: Yeah. Um, I had Heron, and I'm just watching him follow the ball around like a lost puppy. He had no idea about positioning him himself. Couldn't find the pill. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: And, look, that's about
1: it to be honest. Let's move on. Uh, next game is the Sydney and Saints. Uh, what a first quarter, though,
0: Chris. I'll watch this one again. Uh, having, drinks bef- having drinks before I, the cast? I actually... We, we intended to watch the entire game. we just come back from a all-day uh, drinking session. at uh, uh, We went on a winery tour where you do wine tasting and drink wine all day. How very posh. Yeah, and we came back and we were just spent and, like, all pretty tipsy. And the footballs on. We're like, oh, this is what's the football after the first quarter, we're like, you want to go out? <laughs> like, it's just like, there is no yeah. point anymore. Like I, it was watched, so bad. I
1: watched the first quarter
0: and then I went to the cast. Oh, there was like, um, and uh, it, was, it was funny. Like um, Luke Parker's first possession was a mark on the lead, kick goal. Second possession was a, a center clearance. Goal assist. Yeah. yeah and the, th- the third possession was a goal assist. No, yeah. Second possession was a, assist, was a, was a goal assist. The, and then the clearance. So he went bang, bang, bang. I think it was on 27 within three possessions. And um and I was just like oh tonight's the night boys <laughs> I had the VC on Parker oh that's, that's nice night I was so yeah, excited should have taken it mate yeah well I should have yeah it would have been Um, 113 he ended up on but he has these, these these patches where he just does brilliant things that score really well and then does nothing and then you don't see him for 15-20 minutes that's fair so uh, it's frustrating Heaney
1: 134 Franklin a 127 so I know a few people put the C on uh, Franklin yep uh, I was considering putting the VC on him but it went danger and I wasn't game enough to put the captain on Franklin just because it's Franklin yeah Uh, uh Kennedy Got a 118, so similar to Parker. Uh, I got five points on you
0: there. Cal Sinclair uh, had a really good game, but I mean, again, against uh, a Grandy, you, you just have Grandy. Yep, so. pretty
1: much. Uh, Lloyd 106, uh, McVeigh 106. So a lot of the defenders, again, did well. Uh, Zach Jones, even though he's a midfielder, I think he was a bit defensive as well.
0: Yeah, he's been moved back into defense um, now. So that's. Papley um, got a
1: 95, Chris.
0: Yeah, is uh, probably his highest score of the season, to be probably. honest. Probably. He, he did a
1: real good snap, though, on mid- his left, I think it was. A yeah. real massive snap. That yeah. was good. Um, yeah, so look, apart from that, uh, Hewitt was tagging and... Stevens. yes. Yes, and he scored horrible for me in draft, which is what's going to happen. Um... Unfortunately. Yep, so... Webster,
0: Webster's really only shining light on the entire team. 110. Yep. Um, and again, you just... He was leading the entire way of scoring for SC for the, um, for them, so he's going to do that.
1: Yep, and Austin, uh, finished well once, um...
0: So Brown went down Brown went I'm down. not sure about his injury if he'll play this week um, again uh, uh, we've got Carlisle coming back this week from suspension so he'll slot straight into there so um, if Brown comes if Brown's not playing it'll be a straight swap Carlisle for Brown if uh, Brown plays this week then I'm assuming that as Austin goes for um, yeah, I'm hoping Carlisle, he stays. so we'll I'm see- hoping he stays as well but I don't think they can carry three tall defenders when most teams aren't even ro- aren't doing three tall forwards excuse me yeah, I think fair. that most teams are doing two too uh, and Jack
1: Steven got a 46 geez hasn't he fallen yep Um, yeah and that worked out well because well, I think the guy in draft tight, had so. Jack Stevens. so <laughs> yeah he can't that's, handle it outside like that
0: again shocking football to watch it was
1: um, and just as shocking it was uh, Brisbane and Essendon trying to kick for goal <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> kept on the missing the highlight of this oh. match
0: was um Dyson Heppel getting absolutely pungled oh, by, by, by Luke Hodge now just to set the scene for this I shouted out at the most inopportune time so I was at the uh, Melbourne Casino when this was on and it was in between uh, so I was watching the Jeff Horn fight um, which Commiserations Jeff um, got absolutely towered by Terence Crawford and then uh, straight after that was the Robert Whitaker Yo Romero fight. So in between that, uh, while well, waiting for the fights to come on etc., I've got the AFL app on my phone and I'm watching. <laughs> so t- you're the only I'm one the I'm middle, seeing on the, In the middle. I'm yeah. with a group of mates and I'm sitting here watching on my phone, the Brisbane versus Essendon game. And as I flick it on, I just see Tyson Apple get absolutely murdered. And I go, Oh, like really like loudly. And there's, it's like silent. This it's like a hundred people in the room, but I'm the only one that's like reacting to something and there's like nothing else on. And so it's just, everyone just looks at me and I'm like, Oh, you like, yeah.
1: You anyone want to check this out? Like, uh, check, absolute, Watch ab- the replay, bro.
0: Absolutely clobbered
1: him. Just, absolutely clobbered him. Big uh, hit. And uh, I was watching that. So um, again, uh, my missus had a night shift for work. So she went home after a big weekend of, you know, shopping and drinking and everything else. Uh, they have a big TV, like a good old 70-inch or whatever TV. So I was, like, watching the game. Her dad sat down, nice. not, a, not an AFL fan. He and, actually uh, watched it with you. Well, he was there. I was already on the TV. Mate. So I was like, mate, I'm um, So I think,
0: I think he might be he was, expecting you to he, ask he, he him the was, questions. No, he, too, was, he was
1: doing doing the paperwork for his work. And um, anyway, I said his big hit, and I was, like, oh, I was like, oh. I was like, oh. I was like, watch this. And he watches the replay, and he's like, damn. <laughs> yeah, that <it> was big. <laughs> big hit. Anyway, so uh, Harris Andrews, oh. top score, 152. Yep. Uh, again, Essendon just kept on kicking it along to him. He was either getting a fist on it or he was marking it. Uh, and he's a good kick, so, you know, the Brisbane team look for him. He yep. pushes up the ground. He's so aerobic. He pushes up, literally keeps pushing up, then works back. Sometimes you see he does him, the, he's um, on the wing, and the next minute I don't know, he's, in yeah. the back po- he's in the back pocket, mate. He's they definitely killing. trust
0: him by foot. I mean, he does do uh, very much a, a Hurley-style short kicks. Yep. So he's not necessarily the guy that you did the long but kick under of the 50. But, yeah. but he hits a target. He'll definitely do this those short kicks to the... Um, uh, running defender, like a Witherden or someone like that. He Find another one who's going to run yep, and Yeah, or the guy on the wing. Yeah, exactly uh, right. Yep. Yeah,
1: uh, Witherden did well with 117. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Rich, 110. So, again, uh, three defenders uh, did really well. So, they do really get good super coach options through defence. Yep. Zorko, uh, 110, uh, really uh, flourished late, and that was with a goal. So, he was pretty slow, actually. I wasn't sure if he was going to get the 100. Um, he was my captain in draft this week with all the options out. but Fair enough. Um, yeah, so he... Uh, 110 overall, Steph, again not a bad score for uh, yep. Steph. Can't go wrong there. Uh, apart from that, I mean, um, I saw Robertson nearly blow up. Um, yeah, and not too much else for I the was Lions, really except happy for that- except for Dane Beams, obviously yeah. is the bigger one. Yeah. Dane Beams with a thirty seven. Jeez, he's gotta be cheap now, surely. So
0: he was he was tagged, surely, right? Like he wasn't just being that bad.
1: A bit of both. He just wasn't like a hard tag, Chris. He yeah. just couldn't find the ball. Fair he enough. just, uh, he looked really off. And I guess with the issues he's having off the field, you're going to be good for some games and some games you're just not. Yep. And I think that's what you're going to see is that fluctuation.
0: Yeah, makes sense. It's it, it's tough. Um, one thing I really like was uh, Oscar McInerney at least uh, got up to a 59 because he was sucking early. I think he had seven or eight points at quarter time and was looking like he wasn't getting anywhere near it. Um, But God did get a couple of nice hit-outs to advantage, which really improved his score. Um, And, yeah, he ended up on 59. So, for me, like, the week that I needed him to score at least something decent, at least he was a counted score. But, again, another rookie that I had that was just underwhelming completely, like, hoping that he spikes some 60s, 70s, 80s, and I'm getting 50s and 40s. Yeah. Well, Heppel started
1: off on fire, too, P.S. He was on... 53 Supercoach points very early in yeah. like the second quarter. He was, yeah. And then, and then got towed up. And so. then uh, <laughs>
0: and then Sniper Hodge came in and took Pretty him Pretty
1: much. He was like check, <laughs> checking his jaw, checking his teeth. He was, uh, yeah, copped a Honestly,
0: hit. there's nothing in it. Like he he ran at at, at Hodge and not the other way around. Hodge just ran through him. You want to take, much, on, take well, on Hodge? Well, Hodge was Hodge-y. just
1: going full strap. He doesn't care, yeah. mate. He's like, well, if I get hit, there
0: were two guys. Take that, a couple weeks. That's in. a collision. That's a classic AFL collision. You can't, you can't. Yeah, put anyone yeah. off for that. Uh, so no Redman,
1: uh, as we said, already got a 90. Uh, Hurley, 93. Devin Smith got a 104. So I actually thought Devin Smith was a lot better than his score gave him again. Yep, again. Uh, he I saw him in a lot of times, and he did good things with the ball. And he got a 104. On, um,
0: he was on 65 at half time and finished on 104. Yeah.
1: And, he, and that was scaled Andy, up Andy, too, I think. And he yeah. came late yeah. for those points. Yep. So... Uh Stringer, look, he had a pretty good game, I guess, but a uh, bit of a douche. Except for that, his, that goal his that, efficiency is really scales low, so. goal where that touched. Seriously, if yeah. you're an umpire, don't overrule it unless it's conclusive, seriously. Uh Dumb. Stupid. Uh, Zach Merritt got a 120. So finally, Zach Merritt back on the 120 train. Excellent. That was, that was about it. There wasn't too much oh, you, uh, to notice from that game.
0: To be uh, honest. So this is probably the game of the round, which was Frio Adelaide. Yes. Um, I watched most of the uh, last quarter because, unfortunately, again, I was... Uh, this is Sunday afternoon. Hey, yes, yes. Yeah, so I went to the Storm uh, Broncos game at Amy Park. Um, Wish I didn't because Broncos got absolutely flogged. Um, and I don't want to really want to talk about NRL on this podcast. Well, it Looked but, okay
1: for the first half.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, the over officiating in that in that ga- that league has gotten like uh, it's a joke now. It's an absolute joke. So if you think the umpiring is bad in AFL, go watch one game of NRL and then go. Okay, yeah, I'm okay with it. Because it's just it's ruining the entire league. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, yeah, uh, answer this game. So yeah, I mean the the one thing I obviously noticed um, when I flicked it over is that the kids were just working, like they just. So you had um, Sarah who was just playing unbelievable football. Um, Cox was just basically grabbing everything. Wilson was playing that perfect um, interceptor run and carry play that they want him to it play. It's a bit funny because normally it's everything grabbing Cox. <laughs> That's true, um, and uh, uh, I think Brennan Cox also won the Rising Star, so congratulations to him today. Um, but yeah, so um, their, their kids were like just working uh, around, and they didn't have five, so they had to rely on Walters, who wasn't really in form. Um, and he don't get me wrong, Walters especially late was trying to get in and around the contest. He was playing, I think, far too much forward for my liking. Mate, Monday another game. Monday another ninety eight as well. Yeah, well, Monday's, on Monday's on. been pretty consistent. Uh, but you got guys like Ed Langdon with an 87, you know. He's had a fairly consistent year. Um, yeah. Blakely come in with a 96. Even uh, is it Sarah? Yep. Yeah. Exactly right.
1: Big game from him. Big yep. game. One fourteen. Yeah, His game, price yep. would have to have jumped for sure. Anyone oh, yeah. that jumped on him.
0: Well, I don't think anyone still anyone would. Them. Anyone would have like. You know, well, he's, yeah. Well,
1: yeah. He's three thirteen now, so he's just jumped up. Yep. Only one percent on teams though. So. Yeah.
0: And now got a break even of forty five. So, I mean, Lucky Neal obviously uh, had a decent game without having a great game yeah, again. I was game expecting again. him to go nuts to yeah. be honest with five out. Yep. It's like, man this is your chance. And Lucky Neil, he got there. Oh... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, and then Adelaide just didn't really rock up. Um, they really got they got outplayed in a lot, large part of it. Didn't really turn up until the last quarter. They sort of tried to, um, uh, to you know, turn up the intensity and they just didn't have enough minutes to, to, to wind it back. Freo were desperate. That's really what I saw in the time that I got to watch it. So, um, yeah, it was really, really... Uh, again, Lockie Murphy was one of the only guys I was trying to pay attention to. Um, and had a couple of mark kicks, mark kicks inside fifties to get like twenty something points in the last quarter, which helped him, helped him to get to forty two. Thank the oh lord! Oh my gosh, it was bad. It's playing um, with fire.
1: Hey? I can't wait to get rid of him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think Adelaide will make the eight now. That was a that was a must win game for them, and they didn't make they didn't make it. And their their, their next their draw three are, get, yeah. oh, it's West Coast, Geelong, Sydney. Like they're like yeah, no way. They're, I think, a game and a they a game behind the eighth spot, but they've got uh one per, one team in front of them, which is GWS, a, a half a game ahead of them
1: and better percentage.
0: Yeah, yep. and their percentage is really low, so they they would have to rely on a, a Hawthorne not going well and not coming back up, GWS not being able to jump above them, um, someone like a Collingwood to drop out with an easy run. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's going to be a real tough road for them to get to make finals.
1: Right. Uh, last game, Melbourne versus Collingwood. We've, hey, really, we've, hey, we've already hey. touched on this, Chris, so
0: let's keep it nice and short and sweet for the uh, folks at home. We'll just go to the highlights then. So, Jordan uh, Goey, 20 disposals and six tackles in the first half. 20 disposals and, and six like tackles. And like 10 inside
1: 50s or something. And, yeah, he was on record. He
0: was on a world record pace for inside 50s. He was playing unbelievable football. I love this kid. And if I had, I wish that he didn't do his stupid things at the start of the year to make him not be in round one because he would have been in my super coach team. But and he has been up and down because of his role. But I love that Buckley this week just goes, "We're playing the best mid team in the comp. I need my best midfielders. You're you're one of them, clearly." That's and he he put the responsibility on Stevenson to play his role. Yeah, which was that forward. That's what, we, that's
1: what we've been talking about, yeah. Stevenson freeing up to goey, And it's finally happened.
0: Yeah, and I can't believe how I mean Stevenson. If he doesn't win the Rising Star, I don't know. Like, and he's quick too. He like is he forced quick.
1: Jeddah to go on him deep. Yeah, Jeddah doesn't like to go deep.
0: Unless, no, unless it's, it's
1: deep in a count of beers, um, <laughs> but um,
0: <laughs> oh, you got any goldies,
1: mate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, hey. Oh, where's some BB, um, mate? <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, and he's quick though, Stevenson. Like he'll he he'll lead up quick, he'll turn, and he's got he quick to get back uh, to the goal. And what about how quickly? Um, how funny should I say was? Um, Lyndon Dunn. Having to chase down... Um, and he made it.
0: Yeah. He made it. I, I was watching it, and I was on the other end, unfortunately. And I was like, oh, there's no way. But he's, you know, good on him for getting it. And then he made it. I, I was I was screaming. But Stevenson also, he's chased down tackle as well in the forward line. Oh, huge. So, but did you see when he got
1: drilled? Stevenson uh, got drilled Yeah, by, he did. Um, who was he just trying to get around? Uh, I couldn't
0: tell from where I was. Legals, yeah, Hibbard. And yeah. Hibbard
1: nailed him. Like, yeah, absolutely he, nailed
0: him. He did, yeah. That was, the, mean, only, that
1: was the only thing Hibbard did all game, everyone.
0: Oh, probably. Um, yeah, but I mean, you know, so him playing that role. And you know what they, what I've, I've, I've really liked about watching Collingwood is that they, they've somehow developed a way to get a, an open forward line. So they don't have someone anchored generally one out in the goal square. What they do is they, because they've got the pace of a Stevenson is that he's running back with the flight. And that's, that's forcing opposition teams to m- push up that line, which allows us to play that pressure forward uh, line. So yep. uh, we can have forwards around their uh, their marking targets, so that we can at least have a, a spoil on the ball and then and attack a ground ball. Yep. Um, I thought that realistically, though, the game was won on the back line. Actually,
1: so, just, just thinking now, Chris, degoey would have actually won you the draft game.
0: Yeah, he did. 139.
1: And you only just scraped yeah. over.
0: But Scharenberg only got a 47. So, Ooh, ouch. Yeah, um, together.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Um, yep. uh, it was interesting, though. Viney actually gave attention to Degoey after half time, slowed him up a little bit. Uh, yeah. here, here's, here's my issue, Chris. Melbourne, right? You're playing a fast, high pressure forward line with speed. I actually think, like, Jordan Lewis had a really good game, but I don't know if you can put Jordan Lewis and uh, Vince, Bernie Vince, in the same back line against young, agile, fast forwards. Yeah,
0: and um, I mean, the other thing is that they are one paced, and they're, Vince- they're not getting out marks. So. He, yes, Colin would have small pacey forwards, but they're not small. Like Stevenson's six-two. Yeah, true. So he's not. He's not a small. He's I very. Just, agile, I just met those
1: guys a bit older. Like,
0: look to at uh, Bernie. 6'2". well, Bernie
1: should be. A, Bernie should have been in the midfield trying to do a role on somebody. Yeah, Like,
0: Bernie used to be one of the best tags in the comp. Yeah, and. They had so many running through there. I think they were almost. It was a. a it was a, a wall of numbers. So if Sidebottom didn't get you, he got you. If Digoi didn't get you, Trelaw got you. If Trelaw didn't get you, Pendles got you. Adams as Adams, well. had Adams had probably game. his best game in so long. Like it was just so good to see when they I mean it's just like anything if all of your best players are playing well oh, you got to Col- win that's the
1: best Collingwood's done four yeah. quarters of footy uh, Mason Cox good on him seriously he, like, he Chris Main
0: again like what yeah. happened to Chris Maine? yeah because he was he's serviceable the, and he did as yeah, you said, uh, he said he doesn't take he doesn't
1: take the dangerous kicks he kicks nope. it it's safe that safe little 30 meter chip or whatever kicks it
0: to a tug 100% he sets us up for the, for the next one yeah exactly yeah, pretty right. much it's yeah. like he's
1: the link to make sure that you don't stuff up between defense and the forward, yep.
0: and the inside 50 and because he's defensively minded Two and he's got fairly good tackling about him. He doesn't really get beaten too much one-on-one um, for, in a defensive sense. Yeah. So and I um, would have
1: thought he keeps earning his spot, mate.
0: Yeah, well, I mean look, if he's playing, th- those role players are really hard to come by because yeah. they're happy to completely sacrifice their entire game. Well he's just happy to play footy. Oh, he played he in front of 80,000,
1: mate. That's like four games in three, <laughs> <minutes>.
0: <laughs> 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 Especially when they were losing, Jesus! I'll um, give him a little pepper. Yeah, and look, uh, like you know, you, you don't even rely on it. You get an eighty-two from st- from Scott Penelbury and yeah, you still win. And I think he kicked a goal too. So uh, yeah, look, I mean, it everything looks better when Mason Cox is clunking ridiculous marks as well. So oh, he looked good and download
1: that snap he did around the corner. I was like, mate, he just flushed it.
0: I have to say, so at the game, he got a paid a push in the back free. But he actually went up from this massive specky, right? So, imagine a seven-foot player jumping on someone's shoulders and taking a a grab. From where I was, we all thought everyone in our section thought it was a mark because they paid, they they paid like it was a free kick. But we all thought it was a mark. We went, ah! We all went like up and just gone crazy. We didn't realize he completely dropped the ball and just like he got a free kick for. So we were all like, thinking it's bigger than yeah, like it's it's bigger than Jeremy Howe. Yeah, we were going mental. Uh, yeah. We've had a few beers as well, so maybe that could have affected
1: it. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so let's just uh, switch over there. Oh, Wells going off, coming back on again. Not
0: sure uh, what's wrong with him, actually. I had a... It was a lower foot complaint. Um, they said middle foot injury. Um, that's why they put him back out. They, he didn't know if he could run on it, but then they just strapped it up and he was right to go. Yeah, right. Um, so he'll probably be back this week, I would assume, unless they... We'll uh, see just how they take go. a conservative approach.
1: Uh so. crossing over, Oliver got a lot of uh, good contested balls and handballs as well. His hands are elite though. Oh, his like. hands are
0: and it's funny when you watch players play him, play to his handballs because he's not going to kick it. He's very unlikely to kick the kick the ball. Um he's actually got a good kick, which yeah. is something that, that so you can't let him just go free to kick. But um he's always looks for a handball option. So when you're pressuring him, you can't just pressure him yeah, you've you've got, got to pressure, pressure everyone around, around, him. around
1: him and force him to kick a yeah. muck yep. so
0: it's a unique skill to be that good with your hands. Yep. So I mean, it's a, it's a gem of, of, of a player because because of that, you force the force everyone to put pressure on everyone else. He he, he doesn't draw those players in, um, and that's a that's a talent. It's a, it's you can then use that to your advantage to get over the top. Uh, and forward handballs, um, and I think that's a big strength of Melbourne at the moment. So yeah,
1: nice. Uh, mm. Tom McDonald's we already touched on, really good. Uh, six, ma- six goals. Um yep. he's the one that they look for, so he's he did
0: really well. Playing on undersized opponents, so yep. <sighs> he's playing on Sharonberg or he's playing on Maynard, and yep. so those guys were getting completely outmarked, um, and they're like, oh well, okay.
1: Well, apart from that, uh, Smith did well for his first game in for the year. I thought yep. he was quite serviceable. Fritch did, uh, Fritsch things, uh, got it to an 85, so that was good. Came back Gorn, late, yeah. Gorn was really, he was so, in the first half, he was actually really good, right? Uh, he was actually getting his hands first on the ball, getting the taps. Except Collingwood were ready; they were actually sharking some of them, yep. or it was bouncing, and then they were getting the ball. So and they what it was doing?
0: Was- it was bouncing towards Trelaw coming up yeah. the back of the square. Yeah. So right. it was yeah. crazy.
1: And then, uh, so you still made uh, I think it was like forty-seven or something in the first half, and then did nothing. Like yep. go, and then Grundy started. Grundy to- Gra- him in well, the Yeah, half. Grundy started to get going. He started to dominate some of
0: the. Grundy um- was jumping over him at, at stages. Yeah. So. Uh, he was literally leaping, and, like a knick and, and the frustrating like, part, I already posted this anyway, but
1: I, this is the first time I've actually made Gorn captain outright.
0: Yeah, most of the other times it's I, VC. I, or, I
1: knew it was going to happen at some point, yeah. and I had this feeling, I was like, as soon as, I put, as, soon as I put it on This week was the w-
0: only week where you yeah, really was, had I was, to. I was so. like,
1: Oliver, I'll get you 100, 110, but yeah. Gorn averaging 130, like, how do you turn
0: it down? So anyway, makes sense.
1: Um, look, yeah, part hit a
0: wall as well. And so, bloody Patrapper only got a 66. So... Yeah. Um, and and this is gonna be if if Melbourne don't go anywhere um this year and if they don't make top four, there's gonna be questions asked on Christian Petraka's role and his output considering how good of a player he is. Yeah. Because he is He should be dominating with time with time on the ball, he's one of the best users in the game. But his issue is he doesn't get enough of the pill and he can't really play midfield, so he's forced into this half forward hybrid role maybe he's the one that, that, I mean, they've got two good forward options. They've got Hogan and, mm. and, and McDonald, but wouldn't you love to see Petraka out of the square? Yeah. Because yeah. I think he'd tested one-on-one very, or, very or good. Get, or
1: getting in front of them as well. So if the if they're not going to hit the big boys, yeah. Petraka can get loose, be that third guy and then hit their feet yeah. because he'll be able to, he's not going to lose it once it gets down there. Or so. I mean,
0: is he a waste of talent to chuck him on the halfback flank? I'll mean, tell you what, he could. He could. If he he could. if he doesn't have an opponent to run around and do whatever he wants, he could be a deadly weapon running through that midfield.
1: Yep, I do agree. So, uh, Spargo got 52, so points on ground there, and that's about it. Um, anyway, that pretty much wraps us up. Uh, thank you very much for this extended edition. Uh, we could have done it short and easy, except, um, you know, well, how Chris is. Long
0: and hard is really what we're short about. Short and easy, <laughs> yeah. Long and hard. <laughs> Oh Jeez. I'm just here for the, the occasional yep. absurd joke and that's occasional
1: about but um, look I hope you have appreciated the content we've given you I uh, do apologise it's run a little longer but look hopefully it has come in handy and is useful for you to come uh, until next time let's hope there is no more chaos for the team announcements uh, Port Adelaide and Richmond uh, Port Adelaide and Richmond, Port and the Bulldogs will get announced tomorrow night for the Thursday game, two yep. Thursday games in a row Chris,
0: yeah they try and do that around yeah, the guys, yeah I don't,
1: don't know how yep. I feel about it but um, anyway we'll see how we go Excellent. Right. Thank you very much, everybody.
0: Until Cheers next guys. Time. Have a good one. Bye.